such what pump is up music. happening? I it's know like it gets you right fucking like, in the zone for it. You could be in the worst mood ever. You hear that shit and you're like, fuck I it, know. I'm, and I'm usually in a bad mood, but then I come here and everything's great. No. Uh, so what's this? What's this about a uh, a new webcam? You got a new webcam? No. So I got it right. But you know, here's the thing. Apple. What the fuck's wrong with you, Apple? Like, what is wrong with you? You're so good, but you're so shitty at the same time. Like, yeah. MacBooks have two plugs, two C charge plugs. So you have to have, like, 17 fucking cords to just do a few things. And you're like, wait, right. is it necessary for a MacBook? But, no. you know. Yeah, you, I, and I'm, I'm kind of the one, years ago, I, I persuaded you to buy a MacBook. So I'm sorry for that. Yeah, no, for it's leading okay. You down, <laughs> for leading you down that rabbit hole. I'm I was just like, there. what the fuck is this? Yeah, I, yeah. Every cord's $75, fucking 50 yeah, if you want to do Yeah, it is true. No, I, and you know what? I'm actually on PC now anyway. So I'm not even, I have a Mac beside me right here for, for mean, recording yeah. music. But I wouldn't for, be surprised for, for, if that for was podcasting, for, It's actually pretty good for recording. All I use it for is recording music. It's not even online or anything. But mm -hmm. uh, now I'm on PC now for the podcasting. My podcasting PCs is the way to fucking go. It's like, I just don't understand what the whole point of it is. Like, I get it. We get it. But here's my thing. I would make one just sick ass fucking, if you're going to charge some money up, some, some good amount of change for a fucking MacBook, have the goddamn at least one USB port or fucking, you know what I mean? This C charging yeah. by 25 uh, things to like, so my webcam, I was just like, yeah, no, I didn't, I don't yeah. have a fucking plug. So I was just Yo, like, you, I got this, this laptop I got for 600 bucks and it's key. It does everything I want it to do perfectly. See, see, I just need to doing. fucking, I need to do that because, um, so what's, what's uh okay. so what's going on next week next week we got we got no guests lined up for next week we got one for the week after that so we got to find we a guest for like, next week i'm sure we, we always, have like a billion you know what i mean like a million we, we have a, we have a, a million people who we can oh, get we're being we, just, we, <laughs> we're we just haven't we just haven't done it yet but we got no. jesse pasternak backstage he is actually one of uh, my friends from when he was in college in montreal so jesse give us a thumbs oh, up way up by your head ready to come on the show but he's smiling there we go. He's now like, we can right. say hello. What's now up? We can how say are hello. you? How are you? Hey guys, how are you? Thanks. Doing so much good. Thank oh, you yeah, for, for coming. Sure. That's badass. Yeah, totally wicked, man. Because you're a busy fucking guy, obviously, yeah. right? I mean, I, I mean, I don't want to brag anything, but yes. <laughs> are you? Are you like? Are you like basically as busy as it gets as far as a surgeon goes? I mean, the thing is, like, uh, you know, nowadays we, tr I try to, I mean, I have two kids, so I try to do right. as much as I can with my kids. Crazy, man. We, um, we met, we met like 20 years ago. I know. And, and now here we are grown up with kids. You're a surgeon. I'm a fucking, who knows what I am. I'm, I'm just a dude doing his thing like I always have. <laughs> yeah. But that's awesome, dude. That's so crazy. I, uh, this is Paulina, by the way. I was yes. so, I was so, hey, how are you? Nice to meet nice you. I was so, uh, I was so stoked when I first heard from you and, uh, you know, I looked into your podcast. I was so, I, I love, I mean, I watched a bunch of them and they're really awesome. So. Oh, that's you know, awesome, buddy. You guys asked me to come on. Thanks so much for having oh, me. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, Thank dude, you. it's a pleasure. What, what I do, like, what I do, Jesse. We're going to the schedule for you. <laughs> I think about people that I've met in the past that I, that I found especially interesting. And, <laughs> and you, and you, you left an imprint on my mind because you, and <laughs> Because you kind I of have like a, <laughs> well, no, yeah, no, seriously though, man, like, uh, like you, you had a pretty, um, unorthodox, uh, way through college. Like you did some things differently than most people. Did you not? I mean, I guess I, I didn't, I didn't like going to class that much. like what most of yeah. us. So. Yeah. Cause we used to, we used to party. Yeah. I mean, I there's think, one, I think oh my God, there's one thing before I forget, there's one thing that I wanted to remind you of. <laughs> okay. It was me and Chiggers and Mark and Dane, I think. 
okay, Jesse's Jewish. I my grandma's Jewish. Uh, and I've actually, I've consulted him about this before. And so we're, me and all my friends are dressed up as German soldiers. This one Halloween in Montreal, oh, which is really? fine. You know, they were German. They weren't, it wasn't like a fucking Nazi suit or something, but it, 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 it was, it was, it was German. It was a German, but then Jesse takes us, Jesse takes us to this party and we're standing around this party and it's like a Jewish party. It's like, it's like everybody's Jews and we're the only white guys there dressed up as German soldiers. I thought that was fucking. That one, was, of the, one of the most priceless moments of my was life. It was it like slightly moment. awkward? You kind of have to admit it was like, even though it was uh, no, like a no, Nazi. Well, everybody, everybody, everybody kind of knew everybody, but you know, yeah. like, uh, I didn't, I, except for me, but I didn't know anybody. So I was really self-conscious <laughs> about the whole thing. Oh, oh man, fuck. that was a scene. Oh, I, I would be a little bit. I'd be like, so this is funny. I wasn't really, <laughs> it's not what it looks like. Um, that's bad. I don't remember that it? that much, but now that I think about it, that was probably hilarious. I don't Yes, it was hilarious. It was a long time ago, man. We're talking 20. 20 years ago we're talking that's yeah, crazy yeah. that's badass so what was this unorthodox way of, of of college or like what what was uh before you like you did you, you you did some pretty incredible things in the way that I you mean, got you got educated i mean not, i mean i just didn't like going to i mean i didn't go to like, like going to class that much so i think like basically like a week before two weeks before the, the finals or the midterms you probably wouldn't see me i would just basically sit in my room with a bunch of coffees and diet coke and just try to learn right. the stuff and then because the exams were the grams are mostly like the mark was mostly exams so you, you just yeah. if you can do good on it and so that's why i kind of in, enjoyed and i would go to the classes that were interesting like the, the the english classes or the political science classes that i took okay but the science classes it's not really you know the lectures are kind of annoying because they would just regurgitate the textbook so why would you go to the lectures you can just right. read the textbook and do the exactly. exam yeah right yeah, yeah. yeah. So I enjoyed, I enjoyed, i'd rather enjoy talking to you about crazy stuff than <laughs> listening to some lecture about yeah no i hear you man I, I can never do well with lectures either that's interesting um, like i think school should be like that anyways I, I feel like it should have some kind of um personalized thing to it however you learn because people learn so fucking different um however you're able to learn and and to uh, really be receptive to the information coming in I, I feel like they should kind of guide it like that but you know yeah i think you know what i do think that the teachers should allow kids to go at their own pace kind of just figure it out whatever works for you you know people like, did are you, very different did you kind of plow through your undergrad was your undergrad in physiology i'm assuming yeah, it was anatomy, uh, cell biology was the was my kind of faculty program. But my most of my classes that I liked were in like non like in arts. But, right. but I think that but the way that pedagogy is going, like the like the new kind of idea in terms of undergrad and even graduate work and medical school, is the self directed approach. So that's right. kind of the idea now, and that's how I teach. You know, my my master students, PhD students, medical students. Right. Uh, is you know this is the what we're talking about. So you know, you're learning. actually you're you're okay. Hold on. <laughs> you think, oh, okay. So hold on a second. Put on the let's tap the brakes a little bit. So you're actually a pre, a professor of general surgery at University of Toronto. Yeah, I'm. I'm in the. So I'm a faculty member. So it goes into rank. So I'm assistant professor. Uh, okay. So I got to go through the. I was. I was. I was kind of quote unquote tenure. So they do a three year review when you're okay. there for three years. You have to show that you teach. You teach adequately. You do enough research. You have you know a profile whatever your profile is and then they they say okay you you're 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 sufficient to be on the tenure track and so now mm -hmm. you know i got this i i got it this year i got to go through my uh, uh 
this year and next year I got to go through my associate professorship and then you go full professor. It's like a it's like a ladder. I mean, it doesn't really wow. mean anything. Well, but how, how, how old? What are you? Thir- Thirty-eight. You just a baby face. Yeah. He's got a little baby face. He looks like he's like twenty-three, and he's like, I am just doing this and this and this. You're like, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, well, you're, you. you're you're thirty-eight, and you basically had you're you've always been had a goal of achieving something since you were in kindergarten. You've never I stopped. Mean, I mean, I mean, to, I mean, I, I kind of, I had. Um, you know, my family, uh, you know, had that, uh, you know, a lot of experience with with the med- with the medical system, with the diabetes, type one diabetes, and so I, I kind of okay. wanted to be an endocrinologist and like learn stuff and start new stuff. Do you have and type then, one? You have type one? Yeah, I do. Yeah, and then when I was really, when I, was I did not know brother, that. Yeah, my brother, my uh, little brother as well. So both of us went through like the whole thing, and then when we were in uh, when I was in medical school, I was like, I want to be an endocrinologist. So I went through the whole thing with uh, you know being shadowing the endocrinologist. I was like, this is great, but you know, I don't, I, it's, it's not, you know, it, it's, there's something, there's other stuff to, to do. And so I, I went to surgery and then I, I, I spent time with a vascular, I, you know, I Googled surgery when I was in medical, so I didn't know what types of surgery there was. And so I, right. uh, I remember watching the fugitive, remember the fugitive, you remember that? that yes. Yeah. With, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, well, what's his name? Uh, uh, with, uh, Tommy Lee Jones and, uh, Tom- Tommy Lee Jones and Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford, that's who it is. Yeah. yeah. That was a good so, one. So I watched that movie. I remember watching that movie thinking like, you know, he was a vascular surgeon. Like that's pretty badass, vascular That's pretty surgery. focused. Focused. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I, so I called one of the vascular surgeons at the medical school that I was at. And I was like, you know, do you mind if I come shadow you? He's like, yeah, sure. So these come are on. veins. You're, you're, you're a surgeon of veins and arteries. I'm not, I'm not actually. This is just when I was in medical school. Okay. Okay. So I shadowed this guy. Yeah, so Shadow's guy, he's like, Yeah, I come into the OR. So I went to the OR with him. I scrubbed up. I was like, in, you know, I was like, he's like, you know, nurse was like putting the gloves on me. I was like, this, I'm writing a movie. Like, this is the coolest thing. <laughs> so I uh so I went so I went to the so that I was like, what are we doing today? He's like, Oh, we're doing a we're doing an amputation. I'm like, that's that's really weird. I'm like, that's oh crazy. Oh my god. He's like, oh. okay, he's like, he's like, here's like, you know, this is what we're gonna do. So you have to there's a lot of different oh. vessels and 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 soft tissue that you have to cut through, and then you get to the bone. So he's like, oh, here it is. So he's like, he's like, here's the soft tissue stuff. We're going through it. I was like, this is like really crazy. I didn't know where I was and how I was doing this, but I just went through it. And then we get to the bone. I'm like, oh, I, I had no idea what was going on. I'm like, you're going to call the orthopedic surgeon to cut the, I'm like, I don't oh, know. No, like, that's what's your right. like, cut the bone. Oh, he's yeah. like, no, Jesse, that's, that's your job. I'm like, what? Oh so my he, God! That's so like, where do we do this? Oh my God! What did you? He hands me this this saw. It's kind of like um, it's kind of like the saw you use for the tree, but it's actually a miniature version. Oh, and, okay. uh, like so miniature main, chainsaw. Exactly. So the main it's it's, it's, well, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's not it's not it's not it's not uh, electric. So so there's oh, two bones God. in the bottom of the leg. There's the fibula and the tibia. So yeah. the tibia is the main one. So he gives me the saw to cut the tibia. And he's like, he's like, once you start going, like, don't stop because like, once you stop it, like gets hard, like really like difficult. To oh, go. fuck. No, I don't think I can. So I'm, go- I'm starting this, <laughs> cutting this bone and there's like bone shards going everywhere. There's sweat, like dripping down my face. I know <laughs> what shit. I'm doing. And like, finally, we finish. What oh. exactly. finally we finish and I'm like, oh my God, like this is the craziest thing. He's like, I'm like, okay, what about the tibia? Like, this is like the small one. He's like, oh, here. He hands me these like shears that you use in your garden, but obviously they're no sterilized kidding. and for medicine. Oh, and, uh, oh and so I, fuck, my leg hurts now. Oh, I, no. I use those. So basically my heart is like pounding out of my chest. I have no idea how I'm doing this. He hands me this this like leg that's been disconnected. And he's like, here, put it 
in the in the box like in this box of like medical waste so i put it in i i was so cra i was so crazed up i, I like contaminated myself uh, you know because you can't touch anything outside of the sterile field right so i contaminated myself and like at that point i'm like this is this is my i gotta do this in my life <laughs> Oh, you did! I was like, "What the fuck?" I was like, "Did you do this?" So like, that was know? that was a vascular guy. So he was he yeah. Was, so he's like, he's like, tell your friends, like you know, go have fun and tell your friends. I'm like, this is like a coolest job. So yeah. I realized like there is you know that was a fun thing to do, but like you know I really wanted to still do something related to my kind of passion, which was endocrinology. So oh I found that there was this idea called obnoxious. yeah. There was a mesh between the two called endocrine surgery. So I became an endocrine surgeon. So I do surgical management of endocrine disease, uh, and I take out, you know, thyroid tumors, uh, thyroid cancer, parathyroid disease, adrenal tumors, and okay. I do like minimally invasive operations where I do it through tiny little pinholes, and no I, uh, I Does take that out, you know, like minimally invasive. Sorry? I feel like invasive would be so fucking nerve wracking because it'd be like very. You got to do like minimally invasive. I feel like does that make it kind of feel a little bit better? Like you're kind of like, ah, we're kind of just, you know, I think like um, what you were just saying, like this amputee, like, fuck, like I can't, I'm just trying to comprehend it. I feel like it's almost I know, like you I'm, get I'm so, so desensitized. I'm so, I'm so I'm like, in shock about that. So, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I just saw the, be a fibula, maybe the femur on accident. Like, you know, oh no big deal. Like, God. it's just like, yo, um, it's so interesting. I do think after a while you get desensitized to like just yeah. the idea that we're just chopping a fucking leg off like you know just snip i would be like what do you want me to do what kind of saw like this way this way like, you know yeah, no, exa um, exactly like i mean you don't get desensitized but you kind of realize that there's you know you have a way of doing things and you need to do it a certain way in order to have the best outcome and results. so i think people yeah. exactly like just like if you know if you're a, if you're a carpenter or plumber like you the more you do it the more you realize there's like little tiny minutiae that if yes. you did it a certain way yes. Yes. it becomes amazing so that's kind right. of how how we practice so so the idea is that you want to do so you want to pick a couple operations as a surgeon and do a lot of them and that's kind of what i do i do a very subspecialized uh, amount of operation. I just do three, essentially three operations, and I, I okay. do a lot of them. So that's kind of so. The idea. So, so what are what are the three operations sense, that, that you do? I do thyroid, parathyroid, and adrenal operations. Okay. What do these entail? Can you? Just yeah, kind of the like... thi the thyroid. I have never even really known. I know. I know it makes you gain weight. That's what all I know. That's about. Like, what I, I know literally too. know like... nothing about a thyroid. Like, yeah, yeah, school yeah. us, educate us on a I'm thyroid. A what happens? What well, the thyroid is basically the engine of the body. It sits in the bottom of the neck, like right in this area. Mm. It control mm. it controls a lot of things. Uh, weight is one of the things it may control if you have low okay. amounts of thyroid hormone production. Uh, okay. About 20 million or more people in North America probably have low thyroid production, so they're oh, on a thyroid shit. pill. Um, but most of the time, uh, the thyroid uh, is pretty. It works pretty well. But the problem is that sometimes it it develops like these nodules. Uh, and so when you, when you, do, and uh, almost over 50% of people have thyroid nodules. So it's kind of like having like a bump in your, like a, right. like a little, uh, like a thing in your cyst in your arm or something. Like everybody has these thyroid nodules. Right. And the problem is like 5% of them are cancer. So we have to figure out who has cancer. And if you have a cancer, some people need to have them taken out. So that's what I do. I take out the thyroid cancers oh. uh, and people do really well after thyroid surgery. It's pretty low risk. I, I do it in the same day. So it's like having your root canal oh, yeah. or something. Okay. Yeah. Day. Okay. And, and then, uh, so, and you, so there's like a, a revolving door of patients then with that many, with that many people, like you, yeah, you probably, probably do a lot of these, like how, how, how much time are you in, in surgery compared to teaching? 
Like what's I mean, the, I do. What's the balance? Yeah, I operate about once, about once or twice a week, um, and so uh, the other days I'm doing clinics, so I have to see the patients in consultation, okay. and then the other days I do teaching, and the other days I do, I, I do research. So I do, I have a whole research program where I do like clinical research, uh, outcomes research, looking at large data sets, doing okay. uh, you know innovative approaches in the operating room. So I have a, I have a, you know, I do like I have like four different kind of jobs in one. So it's kind of like, a are, are you, are you researching multiple things at a time or are you yeah, kind of yeah. hyper-focused on one thing? I do. I, well, I focused on the, uh, the same things I operate on. So thyroid, parathyroid and adrenal. So I have basically three okay. different areas that I focus in. So, so what, a, what is like, what is like the, um, is there like some kind of social platform for surgeons and research people to share information? Like what, where do you find this? Question. Where do you find all this information to study? I mean, most of the research that you do, you have to publish in peer-reviewed journals. And so that goes on PubMed. And so you have PubMed. different, yeah, so PubMed is like the thing that you can search it. But in general, like we have, um, we have like different, uh, different platforms. So like, for example, I gave, I gave a, uh, a masterclass in parathyroid disease on the Canadian okay. Journal of Surgery uh, thing. We have like, uh, you know, obviously Twitter is a big thing. I mean, I, I just actually, I don't, I don't really do it. I dabble in it. I, I'm trying mm -hmm. okay. to get better at it. Cause like, I don't do it enough, but nice. uh, you know, just so much stuff to do. Like so much shit that you guys. Is there stuff to look for, for people that, that. Um, yeah. What's the screening? What process, are things like? to look for as far as like, for me, or like if I was to make sure I didn't have something like, would I know there was a cyst on my thyroid yeah, what, what, or like, what is, is something? what happens first? Like what, what, what does the person experience first when they have one of these nodules, these little things on their thyroid, that's actually cancerous. What's the first kind of symptoms? Yeah. Most people, most people, uh, you know, when they go to the family doctor, family doctor will feel their neck. And if they have a thyroid nodule then they'll get an ultrasound and uh, oh, you can actually feel them externally. No problem. They're that big. So pretend yeah, sometimes. people don't go because like, it, unfortunately, we live in this society like you kind of I'm sure you understand where at least in America, like fucking California, especially we don't nobody cares. They care about this outside. They don't give a shit about the inside. They barely have a, a family mm -hmm. physician, you know, stuff like that. Um, and in that case, in that event, which it's kind of sad, but that's what it is. What what do you think would be the best idea? Would it be like obnoxious weight of uh, weight gain that like you just kind of don't know why where it came from or like. It, do, it doesn't actually go like that because most thyroid cancers actually have nothing to do with uh, with thyroid function. Uh, oh, most wow, thyroid okay. most thyroid cancers are in patients that have normal thyroid function, so wow. it wouldn't actually be like that. I mean, one of the things is that you know thyroid cancer is so it's it's kind of like very it, actually interesting. We're talking about this because this month is actually Thyroid Awareness Month, so that's great. No, 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 heck yeah, um, okay, cool. But interestingly, like thyroid uh, thyroid nodules uh, are actually over overfound, so we actually find too many of them in the society that we live in because we do too oh. many ultrasound. Sounds. So we don't, you don't actually have to, in my, actually, in my opinion, you don't have to actually be looking for them. Um, okay. Most people that have appreciable or, 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 you know, a thyroid nodule that's going to cause problems usually will, will be discovered either because, you know, you have a thyroid nodule found by your family doc that's been feeling your neck or you had an ultrasound for another reason and they picked up a thyroid nodule and it's getting worked oh, okay. up. So, okay. so that's, so, I, I mean, I wouldn't look for, I wouldn't ask your, your family doctor. To do I'm like, ultrasound. Oh fuck. I'm fucked. Conscious. I'm going to die. Like, I know. And I'm, I'm like, like, Oh my fucking <laughs> neck feels really swollen right now. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm oh just like, uh, you know, it's kind of and funny. what was the, uh, you said something else, adrenal, you said adrenal, like adrenal, yeah, adrenal, gland? adrenal gland. So the adrenal gland is a little small gland that sits on top of your, of your kidney and it produces the hormones in your body. 
So okay. uh, sometimes people have adrenal nodules and they make certain hormones or too much of the hormone that it usually makes. Okay. Uh, and sometimes so you grows. fuck you fuck with nodules, dude. You're a you're a nodule annihilator. Yeah, a nodule annihilator. You got a nodule? I will take that shit yeah, out of you. That's awesome. Yes. That's Rick. awesome. So how how is your uh, how is your diabetes? Okay, but before we get into the diabetes, I, I wanted to ask you one more question. Like, um, oh fuck, I think I just forgot the question. Unbelievable, unbelievable. I just had a good question though. that I forgot about. But uh, how how is your diabetes now? Like type one diabetes, you're taking insulin how often per day? Yeah, I mean, I've been I've been I've been doing it for like you know twenty over twenty years, so it's kind of like a second thing to me. But yeah, but right. I think the main the, the main thing that I kind of I I, I do like I talk at um. I'm involved with a few different organizations of people like young people with with type one diabetes. And I think it's really important that people know that, you know, it's it's a very common thing. Actually, one thing they're seeing actually people with COVID have a higher risk of developing it now there. So there's a lot of different things that they're looking wow. at. But right. but I think I think the idea behind it is that, you know, it's it's uh, it's something that just allowed allowed me to be interested in certain things. And right. Um, and it's not like a it's not like a thing that that is is part of my, you know, it's something that I think about like as a very as little a, a conscious. Yeah. 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 It's so it's, 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 it's like, it's like head. reflex yeah. now. It's totally reflex. Yes. Yeah, yes. Exactly. yes. Well, you, wow. you mentioned COVID has now have, has a lot of your surgeries been turned down or backed off or, or, or postponed because of COVID. Yeah. I mean, I think the Canadian system is different than obviously in LA and the U S I mean, every jurisdiction is different in Canada, for example, we have had, um, you know, a, a huge spike recently in, in, in the oh. Omicron variant and that's, it's caused, it hasn't, I mean, it's, it, there's obviously a lot of hospitalization due to, due to COVID, but the main problem is the stress on the healthcare workers. So, oh God, yeah, it's yeah. Awful. So like, for, yeah, for example, if you have a high level of COVID running in the community, then you're going to have people with COVID and part, a lot of those people work in the hospital. So if the mm. people in the hospital have COVID or their kid has COVID, they have to stay home and isolate or their right. husband has COVID or their wife, then, then that takes those people out of the hospital to work in the hospital. And right. so we don't have enough people to man, to man the beds or to man the OR or whatever. So that, that makes the health system actually buckle. And, and they the problem is that we don't have a lot of redundancy. Yeah, we don't have a lot of redundancy in the Canadian health system. Like my my <laughs> master's uh, uh, degree or, or the work that I did in a gra in graduate school was in health systems and health policy. And I think a lot of the work that I did and a lot of work that I do now in, in the on the health systems level is really it's it's not something that we thought about. You know, the, the right. whole idea behind the pandemic, you know, making people sick, but it also makes health workers sick. And the health workers oh, yeah. we rely on to help the people. So yeah, so what, okay. So so what? Why? Why? In in I'm I'm a nurse. I'm uh, I, I've decided that I don't want to get a COVID shot, and I lost and I and I'm I lost my job. Do you think I did the right thing, or what, what, what's your opinion on that? Because a lot because if, if we're talking about yeah. healthcare people getting sick, you know why aren't the, it's a weird juxtaposition to be in because people are being let go because they don't want a vaccine why why would a nurse would not want a vaccine in your opinion yeah i mean it's it's hard it's a hard Religious. question i mean I, I think it's really important that we kind of talk to people about this and i think one of the problems is that you know the taglines on twitter or the taglines mm -hmm. on this or that it just it just polarizes people's views and there's it's yeah. not as simple as just you know oh you have to take a vaccine for x y and z reason like yeah uh, you know it, it really is something that we we need to be able to have sit downs with people and i try whenever i have a people that uh, someone in my in my uh in my work or uh you know in my even in my job at the office that, that doesn't want to take a vaccine i always try to talk to them about it and try to say you know what are the reasons why you're worried what are the reasons why you don't want to do 
it and try right. to see what those, what those reasons are. Because I think that's the what problem. Are, is that, you know, the, yeah, I was going to say, what are the reasons that you've seen, especially somebody in the the actual like healthcare environment? You would think that maybe they'd be more wanting to get it rather than the latter. But what what have they said or that you've seen? What has been maybe like a reason? The reasons for well, some of the reasons that I see are that you know we don't want to be told what to do. Like even if it makes sense potentially, I just don't want someone to tell me what that's to do. That's ridiculous. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like that's ridiculous. Like your yeah. boss tells you what to do every fucking day. Like literally like you know well, what that's I mean? the thing, right? It's, I yeah. mean that's the thing. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of difficulties about trying to understand this point of view. And I'm sure that comes from somewhere in their experience that they've, you know, they've, they've been told what to do and it's been wrong or right. they've not 100%. wanted to go through that. Right. So, so it's I think just that's, a, it's a big giant clusterfuck uh, for healthcare workers because they're getting sick and having to stay home. They're not being allowed to work because they don't have a vaccination. Very few of the people like I, I, at UHN, which is the largest hospital system in Canada, which yeah. is where I work. Uh, we, we actually, uh, they, they started a mandate for people to have to have a vaccine uh, in the end of at the end of October, and there they've they're very few people, only a few hundred out of thousands of thousands of thousands of people right. that work there actually didn't take a vaccine. So it's a very right. small right. amount of people, um, and uh, and so I think it's not you know it, it, what it, the the problem is that when you apply that across Canada, a lot of people have to pull back their mandate because they again couldn't run their ORs, they couldn't run their right. list. Well, let me ask, let me ask you this then, like yeah. along along those exact same lines. Do you think that there could be a position in hospitals created that was entry level position without requiring education to get the job, just a high school diploma that could alleviate some of the pressure on nurses? Like what could, could there not be some, they is there were, not something like some, some rudimentary is, work that they do as nurses could be, could be relieved from they were the work paying schedule nurses out here. and paying someone else to do it? You know, they like, were paying why, nurses why? out here, like retired ones, ones that were barely still getting their, uh, their full, uh, getting their full license they were well, oh, having them go early and paying them like well out here they were they're paying them like a crazy bonus just to come in and help yeah. and like to you know and i mean that would have been brilliant if you were just barely getting your license but you got to really have full-on hands-on knowledge and and that's mm -hmm. when the, the and that's the what first... i feel i i feel like we we it worked we out should, here i don't know we there, should but... arm the population in healthcare. like why not why not utilize a whole bunch of people not working who want to work to alleviate some of the pressure from hospital staff you could pay them 20 bucks an hour for god's sakes and you, you could probably get 20 people per hospital doing all the bullshit emptying the garbages in the sterilized garbages, cleaning up the surgery rooms. You don't need to be a nurse Making to clean the up the surgery jobs room. Like a little bit easier. Like really, yeah. you need a Did nurse. They do that at all? You need we to be a nurse that? to assist a doctor. Yeah. I mean, we have we have um, we have a lot of those positions that are separate. So you know, we do have people that turn over the rooms after the surgery. That's not okay. the nurse that does that. That's, it, that's it. Oh, really? Eh? Yeah, I, they may help do. I actually help clean over, turn over the rooms too to make sure it goes faster. Like it's a really, it's a try, it's a team kind of job, and I try right. to make sure that everybody. It's like I try. That's what I try to do in the operating room. But I think the problem is that you know we 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 have in Canada. It's a bit different than the U.S. In the U.S., there's a lot of redundancy in the health system. Uh, you know, the U.S. Uh, spends twice as much on healthcare per person than Canada does. So the, the, it shows like they have a lot of redundancy in the system. Yeah, Canada yeah. doesn't have that type of redundancy. And one of the reasons is we just don't, because we're publicly funded, they they don't have the ability to uh, to, to to spend the money that, that the U.S. does on it. Um, right. but, but, but in Canada, like we do have situations now, like they're actually asking 
doctors to be to, to fill the nursing roles. They're asking, you know, nurses to fill other roles. Everyone's trying to pitch in and do everything right. they can to try to keep the right. system running. So, so it is it is quite the operation that's being it's being processed right now. We're living exactly, in, yeah. in, in real in We real only time. give a smidgen of the, the attention to to the people in the healthcare system. That I, and I feel like it's a shame because we're so focused, at least out here, like we're so focused on bullshit that like we don't like give credit to the fucking people that are working tirelessly. Do you remember when COVID first fucking hit and shit was like crazy? Like, yo, these nurses and doctors are in the hospitals for fucking like, I'm talking about like days. Like it was bad. Remember, like, I don't know if you guys, I'm sure you remember, but it was like, it was like, and we didn't give any credit. I was working. To them. Say, I like, was doing it. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know. Was the guy there. It was, but I mean, it, and it's not like you yeah, go I mean, for the, the, round of applause like you you do it because that's your job and you do it because you care well we you know hope obviously i can tell you do it because you care but you know um we didn't just we didn't really rally against our people that were actually fucking fighting for this you know we're just focused on such the the most mm -hmm. obnoxious shit ever and it's just a shame it just kind of shows you like no wonder we're backwards with everything yeah you know? it's like, and it puts it into perspective hearing someone who is a surgeon who is doing this and, and you're experiencing the the, the stress of all the people that help you do your job, like nurses and janitors and custodial people, you're, you actually, because you're sticking around helping clean up that OR room, yeah, you are dope. seeing cool. the stress that it has upon them. You're not separated from it. You're directly involved yeah. with it. You're directly involved with it. Yeah, man, this is, this is the hard thing, right? Like they, it's hard for them, you know, and me to, to walk into work and have to run through protesters saying, you know, why are you trying to sell me a, a, a vaccination that doesn't work? You know, that's the kind of pro that's the issue. I think that a lot of healthcare workers feel is that they're, they're going to work and, you know, sometimes they just it's the just the way that they can, you know, make money so that they can put food on their kids table. Like this is the this is this is a job as well as, uh, you know, some people it's like, you know, very you know lofty. This is my calling. This is what I want. But ultimately, you know, the people that go to do their job are doing their job because this is what they like to do for for their job. Like this is what they like to do for their career. And right. I think, and I think that, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, they were, you know, they felt really good because a lot of people were really supporting them and, you know, they're going to work when other people are trying to stay home and not, and they're going to work and being exposed to the virus all the time. But I think now, you know, it's been, it's been the, the vocal minority, which are the, you know, some of the people that may not agree with the mainstream, mainstream, uh, uh, um, you know, science, science right. system. Uh, right. You know, are, are are actively you know making their life more difficult, and I and I think there's a lot of steps that are being done to try to reverse that. Like the Canadian government just passed you know a, a law saying you can't harass a patient or a, or a or a healthcare professional what to do their job or to go get care. And I think that's right. the, these are things that are reasonable, but a lot of them you know may not actually make their way into the to day to day. But it's like of I think all that, the things, that's like of all the things, like your brain just like I can't comprehend that. Like your brain just like fuck these people like i'm gonna go wait outside wait for these doctors to come in and talk shit like i have so much shit to do during the day like that's the last fucking thing i'm just like yeah like motivated to do like do you have money for your bills like you must be rich to go be able to do that like just time yeah. to go just wait for people to come in and harass them like i just i don't know i it's just fucking weird yeah it? it's like, messed up but but you know we're, we're we're speaking about like efficacy of the vaccine like is this a vaccine is this typically like a like a fundamental traditional structure of a vaccine or is it something yeah, I mean, different the, well the vaccine i mean the vaccine is it's the vaccine the most commonly used vaccine at least in canada is the mrna vaccine that's the pfizer or the moderna vaccine okay. and those vaccines yeah i got moderna i got moderna 
Yeah, so those are the most commonly used in Canada. In the U.S., they have a couple of, they have at least the Johnson Johnson one that they use a bit more. Um, and we were also using the AstraZeneca vaccine, which which we stopped using because we just don't get any more of those. So the majority of the vaccinated people in Canada uh, and probably the U.S. are the, are the Pfizer uh, and the Moderna vaccine. And these are mRNA vaccines, which the technology has been around for a long time. Um, but there hasn't been an actual FDA or Health Canada approved vaccine like this. And that's why people okay. are saying it's it's not tested. It actually has been tested. So for, for, the first for trials years. were done on tens of thousands of people. And isn't they this, were. It, yeah. And, and after from, that. Stem from, stemming from like swine flu, like H1N1. Sorry. Is the, again? Is, wasn't H1N1 a COVID strand as well? So that's a different type of uh, a virus. Um, it wasn't COVID? A, I thought it was no, COVID. It, no, no, COVID, that's a completely different virus. COVID but is COVID. a, is a, the reason why COVID's a pandemic is because it's a new virus that our so bodies there, have never there's been nothing, There's to. nothing made, there's nothing named COVID in the past until this COVID. There are coronaviruses, which is oh, what- that's what I'm COVID, thinking of, coronaviruses. Yeah, okay, coronaviruses is, is a virus that we've been exposed to, but the, the coronavirus, which is the COVID coronavirus, okay. that's- that's so new. It's it's so different than the other coronaviruses that our body's never been exposed to it. And that's right. why you have a pandemic, because there are circulating uh, colds that we have all the time. And yes. our body's been exposed to a type of cold in the past. And these are uh, can be coronaviruses. They can be other types of viruses. But the but the the the, the COVID virus is so different than all the other viruses. OK, that that's what that's what sparked a pandemic. Because nobody's immune system has seen it before. And that's right. why so, so many people get sick. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, it, then as far as Omicron goes, right? Like, yeah. um, Omicron is presenting much less severe symptoms. Do you, do you think that that is the end of a virus? Is that how a virus ends by decreased severity? Yeah, I mean, we don't, we're not 100% sure that because so many people have gotten Omicron, like probably in certain areas, like in, I've heard, it, I, I read that in South Africa, probably almost 100% of people have some exposure to, to, uh, to the Omicron virus. Right. Um, but, but I mean, it's hard, it's hard to know if, if this will become, you know, something like, like after Omicron sweeps through, it's hard to know if this is now, you know, a, a, a virus that everybody's been exposed to, and it's not going to be as as bad as before. But we still have people dying and people hospitalized from Omicron, and I think oh it's really because, okay yeah, it, it's because you know we 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 have a lot of people in the in the community that even though they have maybe a double vaccine, they don't have a third vaccine, or uh, or or they don't have the immune system that can fight it off. I mean, we're not one hundred percent sure what what's causing some people to die and some people to be, Oh, that was nothing. Or some people right. not even know they had, they had COVID. Right. So that, there's about, a lot of what about type one diabetes would, would type one diabetes make you high risk. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it may, yeah, it may, it may not like some people may uh, like I had it, interestingly, my family, like my wife, my wife actually had COVID in the first wave because our nanny had COVID. We need, I needed to go to work and we had a nanny taking care of the kids and uh, and so, you know, I had to, you know, for me to go to work and she's a psychiatrist, so she had to go to work uh, in the hospital. So in order for us to go to work, we had to have someone taking care of our kids. And so our, our nanny and our actually our first son, our second son at the time was really, really young. And uh, and so both him and my wife had COVID and I didn't get COVID at that time. And uh, I was even living with them. And I actually I went she had symptoms. I kind of tried to isolate in the basement with my other son. And uh, interestingly, at the end of 14 days, she was fine. My my littlest son was fine. She he actually had a cough for a smart short period of time, 
Okay. Uh, but I actually tested negative and I never actually had the, the symptoms and either. So did maybe type one diabetes is like a fucking superpower, <laughs> dude. Maybe it's like, don't, don't fuck with these guys. I'm just banking. I'm just banking on, I'm banking on that. Like drinking booze and smoking weed is going to keep me safe. That's what I'm banking yeah, on. Right, I don't know how, I definitely had a nightcap during those times. I had to like, uh, you know. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Did I did I see you sipping on something, Jesse? You drinking a beer? What kind of beer are you drinking? No, I I I know. I was I was having a I was just having a uh, whatever. I was, I was drinking Diet Coke before. Diet Coke, Diet Coke. No, right he's on. like, I, no, I was. That's crazy, like, man. Oh, okay. So how how old are your kids? No, I was drinking yesterday as my bir- as my birthday yesterday. So I was drinking. Oh yeah, yesterday. that's right. I saw that on Facebook. Yeah, happy, happy birthday, birthday. man! So you're thirty nine. 39 yeah yeah and i'm, t- I'm oh, turning 40 this year man God, i got the big 4-0 this year it's insane <laughs> i don't know what what happened with med school you, you kind of skipped through it a little bit didn't you i mean i didn't skip through i mean we i went to a school called mcmaster university which is a self i stayed there when i got my car accident when i was 16 i stayed in mcmaster hospital i was 16 220 pounds they had to get me a new fucking bed in pediatrics bro like I, I was the I was the biggest the biggest sixteen year old they had ever had in there. Fucking, so shout out, so Paulina, this guy right, and so did my so did Mark, Doctor Mark, who I'm trying to get on the podcast. By the way, I'm trying to get Schwint on the podcast. He's nervous. Now you can tell him I went on because yeah, and he knows he knows he might even be watching. He wants me to send him the link as soon as we're done. I told him I told him yeah. you were I miss on. that guy. I haven't seen him in years. I I love that guy. He's the best. That guy. Yeah, we, yeah. dude, he, he is. Yeah, he's killing it. And that's that's my best friend right there, man. He, he is, uh, but he's kind of he's kind of shy, you know. He's more of a shy guy. So shout out to yeah. Mark. I'll get I'll get you on eventually. That's right, buddy. but I was gonna, I, yeah. So so what happened in med school? Like how? Because normally people go to med school for four years, and then how long was your residency? Yeah, so I did three years of med school because Mac Mac is three years, but it goes through the summer, so it's like three years. Oh. It's like almost three, but it's three years. And oh, then uh, okay. and then and then I went from from medical school. You go to residency. I did five years of of general surgery residency, which is uh, right. which is like you learn most types of surgeries, including like hernias, gallbladders, appendixes. Like if like if I'm if I'm on call at night and somebody has an appendix uh, that bursts or something, I, I could take it out. So I do that sometimes. Okay. But so but then I, I, after that, I went to do a fellowship in in San Francisco in the area of endocrine surgery, and that's why my my subspecialty is endocrine surgery. And I I did I did master's degree at at the at the school of public health health at Harvard. So I, okay. I have some graduate degree. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh, and excuse then, me. Yeah. So what, was, there, was there a point yeah. where you worked in general surgery doing all these various yeah. surgeries? So, I, so even now I take call, you know, uh, every so often, every couple months I'm on call for a few nights in a row. Uh, really? And so I do, yeah, so I do uh, call, we call it, the model is, is acute care surgery. So you do, because in, in, in Canada, you can't just like, you know, have a, you have to basically provide service to the hospital too. So, so I, right. I, I do call. So people that are sick that come in the emergency room, I'll, I'll see them. Uh, but that's not, that's a, like a minority part of my practice. And I do that. Uh, I work with the residents. Uh, it's like kind of a fun week that I do. Uh, I, I cancel my, my elective operations and I just do, do call. So I take people that have, you know, hernias that, that are stuck or gallbladders that burst or, or appendixes that burst okay. and I do those operations. Yeah. It's kind of fun. Okay, so so what is the Damn. what's the craziest shit you've ever seen? Yeah, I was going to say besides that. Besides the severed, us. besides the severed leg, severed fucking right leg. They're just like, like that must that must well, be up there. Or still you the probably like these stories. I, I see a bunch of stuff that people stick in their rectum and that gets stuck. So no shit, eh? Yeah. What are what are people yeah. sticking up their poop shoot like, that gets like, stuck what? mostly? I mean everything. Like I've. Cucumber yeah, up there. I just can't. Like oh. I've seen it all. Like I've seen it all. I've seen like you know. Um, I mean, when I was a resident, I saw uh, somebody put like a, a real big um, 
uh, what's it called? Like a one of those. Um, uh, what are they? Come what, are on, what is it? <laughs> it's not, yeah, it's tell not, me. It's not. It's not a. It's not a huge. It's like a huge cucumber, but it's not a cucumber. It's like one of the eggplant. Oh, eggplant. Eggplant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They eggplant their pooper. They were on some creepy ass shit. They were drunk as fuck. They were on some something. They were like. Yeah, the problem is it gets stuck, and then you can't you can't take it out, and then your people are embarrassed to come in, so they leave it in there for like hours and hours, and then it causes the. Yeah, it causes the rectum to actually die because it's. My it's, it's, I'm so sorry. Flow, yeah. Like what? Wait. What? Yeah. So I, I was once I was once talking to Dr. Mark, our good friend Dr. Mark, <laughs> about one of the, the one of the craziest things that he's done. Is anal fistulas? Could do people ever res, like? D does that ever happen with people stuffing stuff up their butt that they tear the tissue inside their butt? Oh, oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean. Fistula is not a big, I mean, people get a lot of fistula. Fistula is a very common thing that happens after you have an abscess or something. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, and, and my, 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 my buddy, one of my good buddies is a colorectal surgeon. That's his subspecialty. He, he actually, <laughs> he's totally like, don't you have to though. like invert their asshole to fix that? Like turn, turn it inside? Uh, no, you, you, what I do is I sometimes I'll put like a little elastic band through the fistula and leave it. And then the fistula just closes up on its own. Oh, okay, 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 okay. This is huh. fucking an eggplant. I'm so sorry, I'm stuck on that. Like, an what the fuck were you thinking? You were on some shit that night. You were just like, "Yep, we're going for the eggplant, babe." Like, <laughs> time, actually, the, the funniest one. The funniest one was actually when I took it. It was like a huge dildo that I took out. But the problem yes, was that the, the, the end of the dildo had like one of those uh, wires attached to it, and mm. then there was like a little vibrating part at the end, but it wasn't attached to the dildo itself. So. <laughs> So I, yeah, so I pulled the dildo out and then I hear this like zzz, it's like at the end of its battery. It's like zzz, yeah. zzz, like, it's like that last <laughs> it, was, it was going the whole time. It was going the entire time it was in there. It was going. <laughs> so I pulled it out and I'm like, oh, that's what it was. It's just the vibrating part of I'm the gonna end. I'm going to fucking cry. Right oh my God, that's hilarious. Insane. Like, folks, classic, do not yeah. stick anything up your ass. It doesn't belong up there. Just don't. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, fine. Just do it. But like, if you're worried about it, like, don't wait. Like, come in. Yeah, yeah, honestly, quick. honestly, Paulina, like if you can fit an eggplant upside your butt, I think you're probably supposed to, to be honest. You know what? I swear to God, you're right. Because if you're that's like, yeah, you're like, that's your calling, and not God that's gave you, you a gift, you do you, boo. <laughs> like, if you could do it, if you just say an eggplant straight away, it's like, you know what, bitch, you were supposed to do that, you go for it, oh you go get that God. eggplant. Like, I'm sorry, but like, I know that must be horrifyingly embarrassing. Like, it, so yeah, it's normal, right, I mean, to say, because Rich, uh-huh, No, no, but like, that's the thing, like, you know, I think it's really, like, people have these, and if that's something that you do, great. I mean, that's great, but, like, you just yeah. have to make sure that, like, it doesn't lead to, because sometimes if you leave it and, it and you can't get out and you're worried, like, that's where the problem starts. So that's why if you come, if you come to the hospital, we'll help you take yeah, it out. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I probably wouldn't, well, I don't do that stuff mostly anymore, but, but you know, somebody's right. going to help you take it out, and that's great. I mean, that's uh Wait, that's wait totally so when it stays I mean, like that if you leave it too long? Yeah, so have... that's the thing. Like, if it if you leave it too long, then it pushes on the side of the of your rectum, and then it stops the blood flow from flowing, and then you so can it actually just have... starts dying. 
Exactly. And then that's what oh. the problem is. People end up with bags. People end up with like all sorts of bad things that you. Oh uh, my God. All oh, for, could you all imagine for one... it being that large? And you're like, listen, it's not really what it looks like. Like I just went into like, there's traffic. Think about, I that. think about what they did. They, they, they're now on a colostomy bay because they wanted to stick an eggplant inside their ass. Well, I'm, yeah, you know, is this that's a normal a rough, That's a this? rough consequence for uh, a, bad a, heated, like... a heated hormonal event. You know, I mean, it doesn't happen all the time. It's very rare. Of course, of course, of course. It does. It happens all the time. You heard it from Jesse the surgeon. Day, this happens. He does this six times a week. I swear yes, to God. He does. He does. <laughs> this is where he makes his money right here. No, I'm just kidding. Eggplants. Oh listen, my God. Listen, is it normal? Just really quick, because I've wanted to know this. Richard Gere, the actor, was known for sticking a live gerbil up there yes I've but heard you put that. it in a condom and then it went up there and like have you even come across something even similar to that probably not i haven't that. seen that i've heard about it i haven't seen it myself I was like damn okay so that that wasn't exaggerating okay you know whatever i mean i guess I, but I'm like, I guess you know everyone has their own thing i mean that's fine but i mean i i personally i wouldn't do i mean i like and i mean i i think that that'd be a bit weird for the like sad for the animal like they'd be in like this thing that's what i'm saying can you imagine yeah like yeah. And they had to go to the hospital oh, he went to the hospital i would love to have been that doctor is that like, true I, I don't know is that true like is that true or is that just yeah I don't know. Yeah, Richard Gere stuffed a mouse up his butt. It's no, it was a gerbil. Come on, a gerbil. A I mean, they have they have sharp they have sharp like I it know that they, they, they go through that condom no problem. They have they right? go through, like, like I don't know. Shreds. That's what you rich people do. They're like, let's just do this. Here we go. Let's like yeah, rush through light. Okay. You're just like, fuck it. Here we go. <laughs> hey hey Jesse, you, you mentioned uh, San Francisco. What what kind of surgery did you find? Okay, I love San Francisco. Did you ever do emergency emergency surgery? Oh, I do why that's what I do when I'm when I'm on call. When you're on call. I, when you're on yeah, call. and then when I was a resident, when I was a resident, I worked in Hamilton, obviously, as you know, like I worked in, in the in the Hamilton General Hospital, it's a trauma center. So we did a lot of right. trauma stuff. Uh, you know, so you would okay, so let's go through this then. So when I was a McMaster, let's say you're 20 years older than me, and when I'm 16, I get brought to I get brought to McMaster. I got a broken left ankle, a shattered right femur, six broken ribs, a broken sternum, two collapsed lungs, both my wrists broken, my jaw broken, my skull broken. I'm unconscious. Which you really did. I'm, they're just basically basically holding me alive. You would have been the guy that first that first started going at me. Yeah, I would have been the guy that's in house sleeping in house waiting for you to come. Yeah, that was that was me when I was a resident. That was Whoa. the. That was and, and yeah. I think the thing is, like, you know, the, the emergency room doc would call us because they'd activate a trauma code. There's a trauma code that would be activated. And in, in L.A., I mean, you guys have, like, the, the biggest trauma centers in the world in L.A. But but we have, like, you know, we have a small, small percentage of traumas that come in in Canada compared to the U.S. But right. we a lot of our trauma is mostly blunt trauma, whereas in, in, in the U.S. and L.A., they have usually, you know, gunshots. They have, like, gunshots and stab wounds and stuff like that. So in Canada... We see a lot of blunt trauma because we most of our traumas is car accidents or or those types of things and yeah. and so i would be the guy that was sleeping in in like the call room bed which is like literally like a tiny little room with like they've gotten a little bit nicer now but the, you know they imagine like the hamilton general hospital when i was working there like hadn't been renovated in like probably 40 years or something oh so we had these tiny so rooms. Like we had our we had our like little we had like a tiny pillow that was like the patient's pillows that we'd try to steal because the patients always had the better pillows. We always got <laughs> you're like So we'd have these these pagers that would like pagers, like I know you know like you know the the oh, yeah, the, 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 yeah. yeah. like, you know, the eighties. Yeah. I, I had them in I had a pager in high school, dude. Exactly. I remember in my neighbor's I mean, doctor had one, yeah. It always go yeah, off yeah. too. How but we still have pagers that we use. I mean, I tried to switch to my cell phone, but like people still have pagers. 
And and the pager would be right beside your ear. So like you'd be so tired because you'd be working all the time that you'd it would have to be really loud and right beside your ear and you'd wake you up and you'd, like, you'd startle up. Then you'd run down to the emergency room and you'd be like, okay, it's coming, it's coming in. And right. then it'd come in like, so so that's what happened. So you probably would come in, the resident for the trauma service was there, the staff guy would be coming in too. And, and then we'd, we'd, we'd divide and conquer. So the guy that would focus on the orthopedic stuff, he'd fix your, he'd like X fix, oh. like put like one of those X fixes on your hip potentially get a hip fracture and like I you had, know, uh, I mean, they put a plate on my femur i played my femur and a plate in my jaw and yeah. they put they had tubes that the paramedics put tubes in my lungs yeah so the, so the, either the paramedic would do it or if we if we felt we needed to do it we put the chest tube in because you'd have like a pneumothorax which is a small hole in the lung that would collapse yeah. the lung and so mm. we we try to we put the tubes in the chest to make sure that the lungs would re-expand so you can breathe uh, we'd make sure there's no blood in there. We'd make sure we get a head CT to make sure your head doesn't have any problems. So which was my major, which was my major issues. So what yeah. they did now? Well, okay, intense. so as as oh. I understand, the the fact that I broke my skull so badly is the reason I'm able to even function today, because yeah. they didn't. I didn't. I didn't receive brain surgery. What they did was they put a pressure monitor into my head, but my skull was also broken in three spots. Right. So oh. what, what did that pressure monitor do, and why didn't they dig into my skull when I when my brain injury I mean, was that bad? If you think if you think about the the, the brain is in it like the skull is a box. It's a it's a yeah. fixed box, and so your brain it it, it, it like for so example swelling. let's say. Exactly. So if you if you have if you have a broken arm, your arm is just going to swell up, and then and then that swelling will just go up and down. But your brain is your skull is fixed. So if you have swelling in your brain, it can't expand. So that instead of expanding, it pushes more on the brain, and that's right. why you have brain sense. injury. Right. So right. if you had a if you had a broken skull, that may have allowed the pressure to open right. up in your. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and oh. someone's told me that before too. Uh, yeah. so, so I've never. I'm, I'm so thankful that I broke my skull so badly. I mean, like, isn't that crazy? Cranium, dude. Like, oh my yeah. god. Like, so that's oh. yeah. so basically, I need to be shouting out the general surgeon resident that was in McMaster in 1998, December 7th. I mean, if anybody's I mean, watching this, I bet I, you. I, I, I bet. I bet you it was team. one of the staff guys. Now he's probably a staff surgeon at the at the Hamilton. Yeah, he probably is. He probably Dude. is. He probably so is. like, okay. So here's the thing. Like, she... Were you ever fucking like nervous? Like, was this something that were you just kind of like, I mean, there was no going back. If you're on, you're on. What if it was something that you just didn't feel comfortable doing or something? Like kids, you just didn't know? kids in car accidents, you know, something fuck. that just you were kind of like, yo, I can't do this. Like there was no option for that, was there? I mean, I think that's where the graduate responsibility is. Like, if you if you don't feel comfortable, you have to be calling the person that is the more senior person to come help you. I mean, that's the idea about you know the way that we train we train people in, in surgery. I okay. think it's changing a little bit now because there's a lot more you know litigious uh, you know issues, especially in the U.S. So a lot yeah. of the situation is like in the U.S. You have the in-house uh, the in-house surgeon is usually the 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 staff surgeons usually in-house, like they're usually sleeping in-house, but when I was a resident, which is not that long ago, maybe 15 years ago, you know, we used to have uh, the the senior resident or the junior resident was the most senior person in the hospital. And if you were if you were worried, you'd call the senior guy. So that's how it yes. kind of works is the graduate responsibility. Um, yeah. But but I mean, you you train for that, like you you're training when you're a junior person so that you can be ready as a senior person if I somebody see. comes in that you do it. Right. So, okay. you know, you know how to put chest tubes in, you know how to diagnose an, oh. uh, a problem with the brain, like, you know how to send people to the CT scanner and, you know, do, yeah. a, do a survey to make sure there's no other problems with the heart. Yeah, you're, the basic, you're basically a case manager. You're, you're the one who who tells, like, the per, like for example, back, back to my situation, I'm in the hospital, the general surgeon comes, sees me, they analyze me, they do the immediate things that need to be done to keep me alive, and then they communicate. 
This is, exactly. this is who he needs. He needs this guy. He needs this guy. He needs this guy. He needs this guy. You know, I needed a dental guy. I needed a lung guy. I needed a whatever guy. Yeah. Need, and, you know, and then, then they direct to all. So you're basically the top of the chain. You know what? Well, it's it's a- it's a tra- it's a trauma team leader. So sometimes it's the emergency doc. Sometimes it's the it's the general surgery resident. Sometimes it's the it's the orthopedic res the orthopedic surgeon. Sometimes becomes the trauma team leader. So everybody yeah. every every hospital has a trauma team leader, and that team leader is the is the guy who decides the the, the guy or girl who decides who's yeah the 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 orthopedic surgeon that I had. He was this little guy, little Hawaiian guy named Doctor Ma was his name M A H. I don't know if he's still around. Where you are in McMaster he, now? He, he just retired. Doctor Ma was an orthopedic surgeon. He just retired. No way. So you you know my so my, he was the surgeon. I know him. He is the yeah. guy who put the plate in my femur. A little Hawaiian guy, wow. always wearing a white his white lab coat with a Hawaiian shirt underneath it, jacket wide open, just chilling. But the thing is, man, that guy I love him. Like he put me back together, like you wouldn't believe. But uh, he he caused me a lot of trauma, dude. Like I I be it be because I I shattered my femur, right? So we're talking a year and a half, two years. Holy shit, of not, of not walking on my leg. So I go there. It's been it's been you know like the, for the first six months, I kind of realized I'm like, okay, it's not going to be better yet. After a year, as I'm like, another six months goes by, and it, and it's better. Is it better yet? And I wait for like an hour and a half to get into the appointment late, and then I it'd be a five minute appointment. He'd say no, no, six more months, and then I'm like, as a kid, I'm crushed. Because not only did I think I was going to be walking again, but it's six more months with crutches, like a long period of time, right? So, 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 Doctor Ma, <laughs> that's classic, man. That you know. I mean, we. Surgeon. I think one of the problems is that we just didn't have, and one of the things is like the, the communication piece of being a, a physician or a surgeon and dealing with kids or dealing with adolescents. That's actually come a long way, uh, and there's a lot of programs now, especially at Sick Kids and other places that have. And I know Mac Kids does this. Is there's like a lot of liaison and 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 peer mentoring and peer help, right. like other people that have gone through that to show tell you, you know what this is normal, this is not normal. Like you should worry about this, don't worry about this. And I think we've we've caught on a little bit in the health healthcare world to try to like you know treat the patient, treat the issues that the patient's dealing with, not just the medical problem. Like okay, I could take out a thyroid really easily. Like I, I could train anyone to do it. But I think understanding where the patient's worries are and what's what the quality of life uh impact is so you may like right now you know for thyroid cancer for example getting back to my you know my my area we have a lot of patients where for a long period of time we were taking out the whole thyroid and taking out the whole thyroid comes with a lot of problems what happens what um, happens what happens to the body at the result yeah exactly so you have to replace the thyroid hormone so you don't know sometimes it's difficult to manage the the right amount of thyroid hormone to what give. is it like an, like an injection or a, or a pill or no it's a pill it? but like but like it's it, sometimes it's hard to know how much to give and you know there's issues with calcium so we're we're, we're realizing that the the thyroid cancer doesn't doesn't kill people and it may not most of it most thyroid cancers don't kill people and oh, yeah, many my thyroid cancers older sister has issue with that yeah yeah, and, and many thyroid cancers, you know, are, are so slow growing that they don't even grow. And so there's a lot of uh, there's a trial that we're doing now of active surveillance. So we're actually not not operating on some people with thyroid cancer. So right. and we know that the the risks of of operating sometimes are worse than not in some types of thyroid cancer. So so we're we're trying to understand quality of life and the way that people respond to therapy and factor that into our therapies as well. So I think that's. The, the, yeah. the change in, in, in surgery and, and medicine over the last five to 10 years, it, like the, the, the way that we change it really explodes over, over the course of So is Dr. Years. We're talking, we're talking 25 years ago. Is doc, are you saying Dr. Ma was kind of a prick or what? 
<laughs> no, he's a great guy. He was, he, listen, he, I, I, when I did my orthopedic surgery rotation when I was a medical student, he was one of the staff guys. So he taught me a bunch of stuff about oh, yeah. orthopedics. Right so, you know, yeah, no, I, he, I, man, you know what? The thing is, they were putting this, there's a big, there was a big plate about this long on my, on my femur because I was, I was still growing. So they, they didn't want to put a rod through my hip. Right. So they, they decided to put a plate on it, which I guess takes, it makes it way longer to heal. But then I can, I can, I get it removed. So while he was putting this plate out, he actually ripped the head off one of the screws. So still to this oh. day, I have a coil of a screw oh. in my femur, but my femur is like twice as big as a normal femur, right? Like that bone is not breaking once again. And then I got, then I got it out again, man. Fucking, I, I still remember, man, I woke up in surgery after getting the plate out. I'm like 19 years old. It was in there for like three years. I wake up and whatever they gave me, I don't know what happened, but it, it had like a really, really hard effect on me. The drugs is, I was fucked up. I was totally fucked. And I, 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 I put my, I, I woke up, maybe I woke up early or something. I don't know. But I, I put my hand down and to touch my leg and it was covered in blood. It was a bloody wound. I'm like, why am I not bandaged yeah. up? But I guess it was because they were letting me bleed out a little bit. Eh? Like, what's that all about? I, I mean, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. This, I mean, <laughs> hopefully they knew what they were doing. I mean, hopefully. They were oh, no, I think they did. I think they did. I think I just woke up way earlier than I was no, supposed joking. to. Oh, that's I, yeah, terrifying. I, I, think, I think that's what happened yeah. to me. And I just remember my dad. My dad was in there. I was in recovery. I think I woke up way before I was supposed to. And uh, my dad was in there. And all I remember was saying is give it all to him. Whatever drugs they were giving me to put me back out. Because I was like hysterical, like losing my mind. Wow. And uh, whatever it does, Can you imagine out, what kind out, of money for another be? seven hours or whatever it was? That was crazy. You know what? Honestly, honestly, Jesse, I'm sure I'm sure you can probably relate to this too. Everyone's all like, "Oh, your car accident was so crazy. I can't believe you went through that." You know what? Now that I'm a father, it was so worse for my parents. So yeah. much worse than it was for oh, me. God. I was, I was living in it. I was lost inside it. They saw my recovery, and I don't know if you know this, Jesse, but I have schizophrenia. I, as I become a man, I've been diagnosed with schizophrenia. I have major depressive disorder, all for all stemming from this brain injury that I received. Well, I remember. Maybe you can relate to this. I was talking to a clinical psychologist. The uh, is that the guy who does who would have done the surgery to put the thing in my head? That would be the neurosurgeon. Neuro, oh, sorry, yeah, neurosurgeon. Talking to a neurosurgeon, and he says to me, imagine, no, 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 it wasn't a neurosurgeon. It was psychology. So it wasn't the guy who put it in. It was it was a psychologist that was dealing, following yeah. up with me about a year yeah. after the car accident. Yeah. And he said, imagine you've drawn a brain on an Etch-a-Sketch. You remember Etch-a-Sketches? Oh, of course. Those are the best. Like, like, I still you, have You've <laughs> spent 16 years drawing this perfect brain on this little Etch-a-Sketch, and it's perfect. And there's billions of, of pathways for electrons to flow, electricity to flow, and it's perfect. And now smash it and try and redraw it. And he said, there, there's no way you're ever going to redraw it perfectly. Your brain wow. is different. Your brain has changed. It is forever changed. And he called it back then. He said, 20, 30 years, you're going to have a lot of troubles. Sure enough, 25 years later, 23 years later, <laughs> I started hearing noises. I started having anxiety attacks. Like, like severe shit. Like Dr. Mark. Dr. Mark has seen it at its worst. Where like, I'm manic. I'm, I'm crying one second. I'm laughing the next second. I'm crying the next second. Just like all fucking over the place, man. Like no control of my life. And that fucking psychologist called that shit 20 years ago yeah. isn't that what something i mean i think i think the, the the other part the other good thing though about it is that you know your brain actually has an ability to regenerate itself neuroplasticity than, yeah exactly so so i mean although there is a but like i mean it's it sounds horrible the stuff you're dealing with i'm really sorry that that's the case but like you know it's all I'm good really, dude i got this i this is I mean, what i've done could, with myself 
you could talk and you can walk and you can move around. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. That I got is... a YouTube show. We got podcasts. I'm, I'm expressing. I got books published. You look good. <laughs> I, I, I'm, a, I'm a published author now. I, I'm selling books. I'm making money you. on YouTube. I'm I mean, doing, I'm doing things ma- differently the most. Can you imagine like people that have, you know, people that have a, a, a you know, that have a, a leg injury or whatever, they, 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 they're never going to regrow their leg or, you oh, know, yeah. it, it just, it just, the, the brain is just so fascinating that it, you know, and we don't know why it does it. My wife's psychiatrist, like, you know, I, I actually was very fascinated with psychiatry and. Oh, uh, dude, you know, I love my psychiatrist. The amazing, best. Yeah. Did not it, put up with my bullshit whatsoever. Did not so put up with the it. Brain, nobody he's like, he's like, you're fucking with me, aren't you? Because I was going, I was in like the cluster B, the, the cluster B area. Like I was being died, like treated for psychopathy and borderline personality disorder. That's what I was being treated for. And he, he isn't actually the one who diagnosed me with schizophrenia. It's another doctor from BC who, who furthermore, like after about two years of, of medicine, you ever heard of a lorazidone, Latuda? I mean, I heard of it. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't use it in my. I mean, I don't use it in my practice, but I've heard oh, yeah. it. Obviously, yeah. Lorazidone, man, changed my whole fucking life, dude. I right. don't even feel. I don't even feel like I have schizophrenia, honestly. Amazing. To be honest, You're it works. Probably like interested in it because because there's so much about the brain nobody understands. There's just parts of it that just mm. we don't understand yet. But I feel. You know now, what I mean? Is that why your does your wife though, under? Like, does his wife understand? Do you? Did your wife kind of like trip out on that too? Is she interested in in it that way? I mean, as far as like what we don't know. Or how it works, like, or like, you like from psychiatry. I mean, I, I mean, she, it's it's just it, she does a lot of like teaching and stuff like that in, in psychiatry, and it's such a it's such a uh, growing field that you know the, the problem is that we we don't have the same types of tools for diagnosis and 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 tr- treatment benchmarking that we have in other areas of science. So so that scientific uh, like the difference in, it's it's easier for other. Uh, people that are not as familiar with it in in mm-hmm. areas like let's say thyroid so i know i can see an ultrasound that has a thyroid nodule and i can actually diagnose that and i can show you that nodule on the ultrasound i can say here this is what your nodule looks like right. but in psychiatry we don't have those the nodule objective. annihilator exactly <laughs> so 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 it be, it's a so much of a different idea and that's what yeah. leads to a lot of the stigma and it leads to a lot of people being undertreated and not treated adequately oh, and not yeah. treated the right way well, ask your ask your wife is your wife within yelling distance uh she's probably downstairs and uh my, my door is closed I'll, maybe you can have her on a different podcast yeah, yeah, yeah i definitely i would love to because like, now my i have so... um i was diagnosed with major depressive disorder but there's a new thing in the dsm that they diagnosed you with it's called mixed features Okay. Which is like coinciding mania and depression at the same time. Like while I'm depressed, I'm manic. While I'm manic, I'm depressed. It's a uh, very, That's very complicated. And I don't really know anything about it because I'm just sitting in my psychiatrist's office and I'm like, so what's wrong with me, doc? I've been seeing you for six months. Like what, tell me what's going on. And he's like, well, there's this and this and this, like, like uh, psychopath cluster B, I won't say psychopathic, but cluster B, not enough to diagnose me with a cluster B complex disorder, but enough with depression to diagnose me with depression with mixed features. PTSD, of course, I have too. And so I diagnosed yeah. with PTSD, depression, uh, schizophrenia. Not schizophrenia at that point. Schizophrenia was after. But I'm sitting in the office and it's like this mixed feature thing. I really want, I'd love to have your wife on the podcast to talk about mixed Good. features and what that means. Get her in touch with me. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> Je- Jesse, that, I think that's a good good place to end it. We usually have hour talks. We'd love to have you on again though. Because I Anytime. think we can talk for hours. Dude, yeah. Fucking right, I dude. know. This was so dope. This is just like, this was and like it's the cool real... Too, 
Because now we got a surgeon, a regular surgeon guest. I got a regular geriatric psychiatrist guest. We can get your wife on. She's a psychiatrist. And that's what it's all about, man. We, we try and look for the people with the most interesting stories yes. there are. But like hearing them, like hearing you talk about like what's really going on instead of these pe- like wannabe fucking people who act yes. like they know everything going yes. on. It's like, no, this motherfucker really knows what the fuck's going on. Like that's everything to me. So like, thank it's you refreshing. so very much. for. Yeah. I mean, I may, I may not know. Like I just, I just, I just spewed a bunch of shit. Like, I mean, I think You're that's one of the in... problems in the, I mean, that's, I think that's one of the problems. Like, I, 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 I find, I find that like my friend, like I, I try to talk, especially when, you know, going back to our issue with like, you know, people that, that vaccination issues and these types of things, like right. it's really tough to, especially this far into the pandemic for people to kind of grasp a lot of these complex uh, scientific principles when they don't oh, have right. scientific training. And, right. and, 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 and the problem is it's very scary, especially the media and all this other stuff. And so it's hard to kind of put that into place when they're, not used to that those kinds of of, of discussions right. it's foreign and, it's foreign it's absolutely yeah, alien absolutely. exactly absolutely. and i don't it's terrifying I, it's fucking exactly. terrifying it's terrifying you know and, and i don't like blame the, people i don't blame people for you know being worried about you know these types of things and 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 where their mind goes initially or some people have you know ways of, of dealing with it and that those right. ways are to try and you know say you know is it true is it is it that the issue right. and, and dude, I think, that's why that's why i've tried to set myself up like dr dane Dr. Mark, my two best friends, Dr. Vorsch. How's Dane doing? Is he, what is he doing now? He, he's, he's, he's working in an, an emergency in a hospital outside of Toronto. What a guy. I'll get you in touch with him. I'm going to have yeah, you. Yeah, I love that. I'll, I'll send him. What I'm going to do, Jesse, is I'm going to um, clip up um, this your talk. Like your talk will be about an hour talk on, on YouTube. And I'll send that to you. And I'll send it to Mark and Dane and everybody to try yeah. and encourage them. Because I, I loved, I want to, the world needs doctors' opinions right now. You guys are the smartest yes, people on the planet. 100%. The world needs to listen to you guys talk know, and realize that it's right. You know, you're, right you're rational. <laughs> but I always, yeah, and I, but that's it. I always surround myself with very smart people on purpose. I'm like, I want to learn from people. And I think that's what, that's, I think that's what you showed us is that we can learn and have fun at the exact same time. That's 100%. what it's all about. Uh, Jesse Sabella, put your wife Thank in you contact so with us. If you want, we're going to read you, poetry yeah. uh, for the next hour. Uh, poetry from my website, like my com, <laughs> And you like I do, arts. I do like poetry, but uh, I'm, I'm going to go check on the kids and then maybe I'll cool, just yeah, on. Yeah, we'll, uh, awesome. we'll, we'll let you know the next time. You can watch it on YouTube now. Just search Conscience. That's my uh, my name's Wilkie. Of course, you know me as Wilkie. But uh but, but, what, but what so what so how long so like how long like is this like uh is this like you gonna do this every like every single week because I saw a lot every of episodes. Like, yeah, every single week. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah. we're we're building, man. We're we're trying to grow. It's small now, but as I said to Paulina when we first started, it all starts with a hundred hours of content. That you're not even relevant. Yeah. And and we're about halfway there. We're about yeah. halfway there. We have we're about moving. 50, 55, 56 hours of content. So we're working there. So feel free to watch on YouTube. We're gonna get into some poetry. I gotta take a piss, is what I gotta do. So, so Feel free to leave the studio. You can watch in the studio. You can watch You're on YouTube. Badass, you like, Thank you so much. I appreciate. Thank you for you. having Good me. I, it's all, it's really. It's. I mean, I was very. I was very honored to hear from you, and I'm. Uh, you know, to have an invitation. But thanks so much, dude. Uh, yeah. Mad love forever, dude. We'll have you on. We'll have you on again soon. Peace out. We'll see you later. <laughs> Bye. Wow, what a guy, eh? What the fuck, dude? There's so many questions. I was just like, I gotta ask this, and I gotta ask this, and then well, it's like, it, it's you good listen to, to have, him and you forget, good, you know. It's good to have humble, smart people on the show they, for difficult conversations. You know, I would feel comfortable having him as a fucking like my emergency doc. If you really think about it, like if yeah, somebody, if he was sure. in the emergency room or like he was the one doing your surgery, I could honestly say I'd feel comfortable with him doing it. If That's I if I wanted to change my sex, I trust him to do the surgery. 
I would do because be like, you know yeah. what? Let's he'd do be this. Good at he it. just has that. He'd, like, he'd make my yeah. vagina, my designer look yeah. vagina. He'd make you, it look great. Have the fucking <laughs> vagina of all vaginas kind of. <laughs> I would have the best looking oh vagina God. I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. So we're gonna get into some poetry. <laughs> we're gonna get into some poetry. Cool. So uh, we got we got some people showing yes, up now for the poetry. So we're gonna listen to one tune. Yeah, we're gonna take a. We're gonna listen to my song Antisocial. I I think it's about three. Wait, what's the longest one you have? Because I have to go pee, and I want to just. A quick smoke, like really quick, really quick. Okay, then I'll, okay, all right. Go ahead, I'll play a five-minute song. Deal, That's about okay. as long as they get for me. Okay, let me see. Okie dokie, we're going to listen so to the is... O'Neill clan. Hello. Okay, 549 then, I got it on my thing. Bye. Okay, cool, see you in a bit. Okay, so the O'Neill clan is what we're going to listen to now. Enjoy. The Take a break, come back in five minutes. So proudly we are stand a severed hand Got tossed up on the land On the coast of Southern Ireland The old new clan So proudly we are stand a severed hand Got tossed up on the land On the coast of Southern Ireland
text message there i say both Both. i think we should do we should do from my page and then let's alternate again yes down so i got i got um instagram called up right now so if you want to are you at hashtag live chat podcast yes i'm going to go to it right now as we speak because i had a live chat i put else i put a lcp like our normal shit i'm like seventy nine thousand fucking posts jesus christ like we're killing it yeah lcp i wish Soon, uh, soon enough. Yes. Who are we yes. reading here? What about this one with the with the with the cheat on it? There's or a leopard or whatever it is. Let me see. Go for it, dude. Fucking, we got this live chat podcast. Here we go. You're, you're gonna read. You're gonna read this. You 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 read whatever you want because you, you're reading okay. from your phone, right? Yes. Yeah. So why don't you so, pick whatever you want? Just tell me which one it is so I can find it. Okay. So I mean, whatever one you choose, just choose it. Um. All right. You see this see one with all. the leopard? Yeah. The, go for it. Yes, and that's ierotica.g. Hello. We got erotica shit. Yo, yo, that's fucking dope. We're, we're getting into erotica right off the yes. bat. That's classic. <laughs> we're talking to surgeons. We're reading erotica. erotica. Up your ass yeah, that's hilarious. Uh, yeah, up your ass egg. What? <laughs> Chopping off legs. I think, honestly, this is one of my favorite podcasts yet. And I can't wait because on February 3rd, we're having Josh on. He's starting up a coffee company. He wants to sponsor us. He's going he's to send us swag and he's going to send us coffee. And oh, we'll I'm start fucking off ready. E- we'll start off each podcast drinking a coffee before we start drinking Dude, booze. We'll have a 100%, coffee. 100%. I am down. Yeah. 
I am so we'll, down for that. And we'll I'll just like clip. We'll do little commercials live and have I'm little so edits for clips and commercials. And then I'll make obnoxious. We don't, fucking we don't uh, even need to make commercials. We'll just do funny commercials every time. I kind of want to do know? a funny commercial, dude. I'm fucking down because that's this is like my jam right now. It's just like obnoxious ass. Like you know, yeah. I am so down. Thank you, Josh. It's um, a, a it's called out. Owl Two Owls Coffee. Oh it's God, I fucking love him, dude. Two Owls Coffee makes you hard like, and keeps you tight at the same woo! time. Crazy, eh? Cool talking to a surgeon. Okay. I cannot. So, so want to get into so this? this? Some is, poetry? Yeah, so this is called eavesdropping. Oh, by the way, before we do this, hold on, hold on. Hold on. We have to sing happy birthday to Letters. Letters is here watching, and it's her Ooh. birthday. Oh, what? Letters. Yes. Happy, happy birthday, birthday to you. To you. Okay. Happy birthday, birthday to you. To you. Happy, Happy birthday, dear letters. Go letters, go letters. Happy birthday to you. To you. I believe she is 34 today, I believe. If Did I'm you correct. Say that? that was the best fucking song ever. That is the shittiest song ever made for for mankind to sing. Happy Have you ever noticed? Nobody's nope, happy birthday except it's for the worst. except for Aaron. Heart of mine too. Sings it like it's the it's it's the worst part of it. Well, because she gets all scandalous. She's like happy birthday, like fucking Marilyn Monroe, and she's just like yeah. I lost track of her because her, her page got hacked or something. She's gone. Yeah, now, fucking lame ass hackers. Go hack a fucking bank, you lame ass motherfucker. It's like trying to hack people's yeah, no like shit. fucking Fuck. poetry. Like who gives a fuck? You know, like no come on. Um, but yeah, happy birthday, letters. She's a fucking. I love letters. She's a fucking doll, dude. Um, yeah, that's thirty-four. What a good number. I feel like that's a good number. That's like thirty-four is good. That's like I think she's mid-age, right there. You know. So, uh, um, so, so this i i dot erotica dot g is just mm -hmm. all erotica. The entire the entire channel is. I mean, if they were erotica. like talking about unicorns and fucking fluffy rainbow clouds, erotica g was not the right fucking name to choose. But like, hey, listen, good for you. I love. I don't yuck anybody's yum. Do you, you said that last week? You, know I mean? you said that last week. It's the truth, that's though. Your, that's like, your that's new just thing. my thing. Yeah. And I said wing and ding instead of wheel and deal. You said wing and ding. Those, I don't yuck someone's yum. Are, like, you're good. <laughs> oh my so, God. this is um, .g. It's called the eavesdropping. Okay. So, here it goes. Now, tie my hands. My feet are bound. Aching voice and flesh, the only sound. A muffled slap, a muffled moan, a spit, a kiss, a humming tone. A gasp, a cry, a question, when? A deeper voice, a count to ten. A drooling, swirling, slurping noise. Is that pain or is that joy? Or is that joy? Oh a pounding so of dirty. wood. I know, I'm like, is it? We don't know. A pounding of wood against a wall, more moaning than a begging call. For fuck's sake, yes, I'll do it all. The deeper tone, a word Ooh. or two. A snap of leather, was that a mew? More cat sounds now, more cracks like whip. Jesus. Growl purrs a canine yip. Yelling now, a bit of screaming, begging too. Sounds demeaning. Last long and lovely cry. I feel all sticky. I'm not sure why. Oh my God. And the, the only tag <laughs> and yes, I'll that take she an has on that. As well. Like it's just like, yo. The only tag on that is our live chat podcast. She wrote that for this shame. show. Good for you. That is dirty. Who is this person? Is this a guy or a girl? It's gotta be a girl. Motherfucking I erotic. You, you never know. Hey, you know what? You, you never, never know. know these days. This could be you a six year old know. dude alone. And who knows? I don't know this person. Do you know this person? No, you just like, let's do this. Um, I'm kind of curious now, but it's ierotica.g. Shout out to you for fucking hashtagging our shit. Shout out to you for fucking 
just well, representing I'm things. Oh, I'm following them. Oh, no, no. I'm following always this wanted those I, know, machines. I know who this is. You see now that, that, that I see the... Uh, you see that machine? Now that I see the, 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 the avatar. In my younger yeah, years, machine? I was like, you know what? I just want to see what this is about. But, like, I never got one. The, the robot? Curious. Like, the robot cock, you mean? I guess. But, like, if anybody has one, can you just let us know what that fucker... Like, what does it... Like, like is it thing. worth it? Oh, that looks intense. That motherfucker's expensive. Never mind. I changed my mind. We ain't spending no money on that shit. Yeah, that's, like... That's high-tech orgasm right there. That is, like, She's like, ooey. That bitch has had an eggplant. She could tell by her voice. She's just boring as fuck. Her, her face is like, I've had it all. What is this? Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks. I'm good. I'm just kidding. That was awesome. Awesome. Yeah, dude. Okay, okay, so now we now we got one from uh, from my website. Yeah. So there's okay. two ways to get rid of this on this show. Go to my website, and um, this is my website here. You can see that, right? So this and actually, Paulina Speaker is the featured poet, featured artist yes. on my homepage Woo-hoo. right now. So go to uncensoredliterature.com and read some Paulina Speaker. Then all you do is click this button right here, which is the forum. Yes, and I'm, so I'm, I'm already signed in. If you're not signed in, this is when you'll be asked to make an account. And then we got uh, poetry for LCP. Yes. We got a bunch That's of funny. entries. Woo-hoo! So this one is from Unique One. Unique One. Give me some bars. Okay, this one is called Be Inside the Bong by Unique One, a member of my site and a member of my YouTube family, MC from Australia. Did you bring your bong along? The lid's blown off my monologue. It's been too long. It's smelling strong. So long one as I sing my song. Where you from? I'm from Canberra, fella. The Aussie cron capital, whatever, whatever. And my acapella scares ya. Then I dare you to compare me to those fairies. I'll take Mary and ignite her hairy cherry. It isn't very scary. Toke up and then I'll share it. Come on, baby, tear it. Smoking like Jim Carrey. Like a mask of glass faces stuck to the shaft. Smoking halves of chaff after dark in the bath. Are you a daft bitch laugh? Or am I kicking it too fast? Ripping it in half or still stripping it in the dark? Stop leaving and past because the future's about Buddha. Make the girls see swirls and put them in the muda. What's it to ya? I want to get stoned. Take three chicks home and get them all blown. Rip down a quick yes. cone. Bust a mellow tone. Better throw a dog a, co- a bone because I'm in the zone. So let's go. Yo, get out of the fucking chronic. I want to get up on it. Exotic hydroponics. If you're excited by symbolics, then decipher my phonics. Feeling wired up from it like this plant is turned bionic. Pass the tonic because my throat's demonic and streaming, steaming. The weed has got me dreaming right for deep in meanings. To understand the bong, be inside the bong. <laughs> yeah one with the bong come on confide in the bong that's like a chorus i guess what yeah. the fuck son give me all that stuff i think you had enough better pass the last puff it's harsh stuff i think you overspun it better chop another nugget come on bud you done it click 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 oh rats the lighter's out of gas i'm too smashed to strike a match but i got a nice sized batch and i need to see through bleeding eyes and since this shit won't see the light i'll have to rack up chiba lines i thought you'll find time signs seems to fly when you grind with several sluts, get them high as an angel off the fucking devil's dust. You better trust uncut buds. Make for rough thrust. Even tough cunts cough and cuss when they bust lungs. I must mung. Hungry enough for pizza at hut runs. I must, or unsung wonders, really thunder when it buds done. If a bong and I are one, then your eyes are red. Then your red eyes are my son's. Born and bred inside the bong and alive through your lungs. Okay, then, whatever you want to be a champ, just know that this green plant can leave you in rehab. You see, champ, that deep trance is reaped out of the deepest bag, and the cheaper the shag only increases the amount of reefer's ad. 
The dreamers are sad. Screamers about unreasonable off-season bags. Stealing your cash, but it's not like dealers need a lesson for that. Releasing these cats into a dream world where trees melt. And you find yourself wrapped up in a mad batch of this green felt. You'll see swirls when you're down and out. Passing them round and round, pound for pound. Bound by towers of crowns as these clowns are crowding me around me. Empowered by hourly showers in Maui. Wowie. Wowie. Shit, that is like some fucking bars. Ooh. I need to hear this person do this like on a beat. He uh, he has some videos. He, he's also a graffiti artist, I might add. And you can. Oh, uh, what? Oh, that's that was dope. bars. That was complicated shit. That was tough to read. It was like intelligent. Good for written. you. That, but you handled it like a fucking boss. So listen, I. Those people like who write bars like that just as naturally like as they can just probably talk like I want to hear that yeah. on behind a beat like that would be dope as fuck. Oh, I think he does. Um, he does have some songs. You can you can find them on YouTube. That's right. Fucking shout out to you. Thank you so much for for posting that specific category too because that's four. Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna clip this up. I'm gonna clip this up and put it on um on my website too. So Good. everybody and go so to uncensoredliterature.com and. Uh, you can Sign up. share your, your literature there. Sign up. It's free. Since Always we have letters, there. birthday, I'm going to go ahead and do letters, and it's called Heartbreak Hotel. That's okay. on the Instagram hashtag, which is kind of dope because it's her motherfucking letters, birthday. Letters, letters. So it's, it's just like writing, keep going, keep going, and then you'll see it. It's pretty much right there, Heartbreak Hotel. Perfect. So this is letters. Happy birthday again. Uh, this is called the Heartbreak Hotel. I'm curious to see what he's going to say. So here we go. Um, I'll read it from the caption. Oh, no, I can read it from here. The heartbreak I've lived through has built a structure in my mind. At times, I'll, stay, I'll stay, stay away locked up in the different rooms I've designed, complete with phantom tenants who've decided to take residency because I've let them in willingly instead of just refusing their entry. They haunt the abandoned halls, the closets and creak in the stairwells, imprinted in the paint and wallpaper and heard in the clock's midnight bell. A repeating echo of bad memories drifting the corridors in my heart, in my head, reminiscing past moments that I just can't allow to be gone and dead. I'm not sure why I can't stay away when I know these things harm me, but I continue to return to them like some plain addicted junkie. Mm. I take my time with each of them. Our conversations go on for days, feeding them my light and energy, providing what they need to stay. When I'm finished with each room, I make sure I lock the door behind, not to stop myself from entering, but to keep them trapped in my mind. Even though they'd never leave me, I'm still too afraid to let them go. These sick and twisted visitations providing me what they once owed. I take from what they took first, my freedom, my life, and my peace. So when I revisit these operations, my anger and frustrations are released. Yet I am the one that is a prisoner inside my very own heartbreak hotel. Everyone in here is of my creation and all taking part in my personal hell. This illusion wow. of control I've created doesn't actually help me to feel free. I am just trying to convince myself I have power because I hold the keys. It kind of reminds you of like, uh, like getting used to pain, getting used to abuse, getting used almost to, like you have to Stockholm Stockholm syndrome, you know? Like yeah, like almost like you, you, you almost like to have enjoy to. It. You might yeah, as well, because in that place, it's like you feel powerless to even fucking stop anything that's happening that's negative. You just, you just kind of yeah. like become either okay with it or you tell yourself enough times that it's okay to make it okay. So that yeah. was in the, what a cool take on Heartbreak Hotel. Because I was thinking of the yeah, song Whitney cool. Houston. Heartbreak Hotel, yeah. You remember Whitney Houston? This is oh, like yeah. Heartbreak Fuck yeah, I do. Whitney Houston. Hotel. And I was like, what did an she, interesting take on Didn't she die of like cocaine or something or some kind of overdose or in something? In her bathtub, um, fucking 
overdose for yeah. sure. Uh, yeah, which is fucked up, something. but like to think about this bitch doing crack the whole fucking time and singing as phenomenal as she did, yeah, I'm like, no doubt. you really no get doubt. fucking credit. It's like that was wow. all hail to you. But um, Heartbreak Hotel, no what yeah, a Heartbreak cool Hotel by letters on her birthday, I might add. Letters. Incoming Insight is here watching. She's been on the website posting. Make sure to post your stuff in uh, the uh, Poetry for LCP category incoming, and I'll read it on the show. Yes. That is where I'm going to right now. We're going to read the second, the, um, the second, um, submission. That was the first one. Incoming insight. Hop on the drop. And this, we got another one from nice. unique one. So I'm going to read a different one. I'm going to read one from, uh, less. This is from Ren Aria B. Ren Aria B. She's a super awesome supporter of my website Very supportive, yeah. and yes. super awesome writer. And this one is one I've already read, but we're going to read it again. It's called lessons from an easy bake oven. A 1980s micro memoir, part one. Lessons from an easy bake oven, 1986. I'm having visions of my old easy bake oven lying on a shelf in my childhood closest with granny's old handkerchief tucked in it cause, cause mix that, cause for that thing is way too expensive, my mother always clucked on about it think i only baked a cake when i first opened it great gift for a kid thanks for the oven that i'll never get to plug in jesus no wonder i oh, still shit. consider a mccain cake a comfort item i try and eat the whole thing on my birthdays but never on sundays because then it was a day before gymnastic weigh-ins mm. in being too thin oh. couldn't even blend in or fit in with the masses opposite problem but still struggling, creating body image distortions, seeing too many tears of girls taken, reprimanded over a pound while she's starving or vomiting and wishing for something like an easy bake oven that'll never produce anything fulfilling. Fuck. Jesus Christ. The little baking tins filled with nothing but longing and my old handkerchief resting in it night after night, morning after morning, always hoping for a rising, but being set up for disappointment right from the beginning. That's why I love to hate my old toy oven. It was a lesson in living. And not expecting too much from it and the promises given with it nicely tucked in but never forgotten or even cashed in all from 86 when i was 11 and had to dust the easy bake oven that never baked anything but illusions of hopeful gorging that never ever ended up happening and you know holy sometimes shit. you have these ideas and even just things that happen to you in life like you have these ideas where you're like it's gonna work out like this it's gonna work out like this i'm gonna do this and this and this and this and this and none of it fucking happens absolutely absolutely i thought that was just the fuck she has a way of like um speaking like just blunt truth but like i guess in a poetic yeah. way kind of like That's there's no I abstract to it it's website. just like fucking I, boom yes because it's I straightforward and exactly, and a lot of people exactly. a lot of people just aren't comfortable with that they just are so scared to like have this like blunt truth thrown at them yeah, um blunt honesty, we think honesty. we want that but yeah it's like 100%. everybody's putting on putting on a show everyone's entertaining well, yeah kind of. like hiding it masking it not it, her though it She's is what the fuck it real. is Yes, mm -hmm. and I and I like that. I love that. Um, I know we read a piece from hers last week, didn't we? Yeah, probably. Pretty She's sure active on my website. She's a super yeah. Nice so supporter. I like the way she writes. I like how it's just like um, there's still some poetic like undertone to it, but it, but it's just the fucking blunt truth, and it's like it's take pretty it much stream it, you know? of consciousness. Like it's like yes. East Coast hip hop. It's it essentially is what it would. Hundred percent. Should I rap. should I do an incoming insight piece since there is one? Yeah, on sure. Here? Is she is she on her and she on her tag? Yep. Mm-hmm. So which one, is, which one is it? 
so there is it's called it's like a trees in the background uh scroll trees. up just like one tree kind of branch looking thing keep going keep going right there this one yeah let me see if it's long as the same one yes okay cool so this is incoming insight um fucking amazing we should get her on one day uh we have had her on let's have yeah, her on we did too. a long time ago like that was fucking that was a minute um mm. she's so that's when i told her my dream remember it was like so like tripped out like yeah she's visits. short and sweet she writes short pieces usually yes which i like because she does a lot of uh research on things which is dope yeah. because it's like well she's an educator a place. She, she's a teacher yes so her her innate thing is so like definitely to uh, research shit, and then it's like when she does, it's kind of like makes the the pieces more. It's very interesting important. to me. You can tell, yeah, it's, it's important. It's it's more. Yes, um, it's kind of like you did the research, you thought say. about it. It's like uh, more real, I guess. It's, it's, it's more, more real, satisfying, because, satisfying, and beneficial. Beneficial. Yeah, it's satisfying because for. because the research. It's not an opinion only. You know what I mean? You know this person, this research. You know that they really thought about like all the possibilities of things, and it's just like it makes it yes, satisfying and, yeah. and satisfying yeah. is, is the word. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Um. So this satisfying. is this is Beneficial so in her too. yes in her caption it says language negotiation all those stretches of things we say wanting to agree wanting to agree so here goes a burned and frozen unhinged, asphyxiated. I'm not glorifying anything. I'm only making myself vulnerable, asking for what I want. Negotiations turn me on. My heart is cold. Only your words can warm my heart. Give me your heart or I'll slice it out of your fucking chest. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my heart is cold. Only your words can warm my heart. It's like, Yo. I have a feel. I have a feeling. I have a feeling when incoming loves a man. I believe that man is scared because she loves so profoundly. Scared, ter like terrified, like yeah. okay, yeah, whatever you want. So Maybe confident like, uh, in her love that she's like she, a monster. As soon as she she's a monster. Finds out, she is a goddamn monster. She's a goddamn monster. Oh, as soon as she finds out, like, and she's saying in this piece that she likes negotiations, but the truth is, she's like, no, it's just her answer, no, and that's she's it. Not, like, there, there will be no negotiation. There's no fuck. It's just the idea no. of negotiations might turn you around, but like, no other than that, yeah. It's like, well, say it's yes, like, it's like small talk. It's like sk skipping the small talk. It's like, fuck it's, it. You're mine. Like I own idea. you. I will it's eat like, you for breakfast. Yeah. You know what? It's like America giving everybody the idea they have a choice, but they really fucking don't. They're just like, I'm going to give you the choice. It's kind of fun to like, yeah. let you see, like, let's watch them fucking believe they really Suffer. have something, you know? <laughs> yeah. Let's watch them Dude. try and make like, it's like a joke. It's like, let's watch them try. It's let's a joke. Like, um, I just adore her. And she has that. She has that like terrifying, like, ability to be like yeah come here yeah no 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 it's fine and yeah, then as yeah. soon as you're oh, in there you're fine. like oh fuck what i do what i do like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh i love don't say you better come in you better come in with a definitive answer to a question yes. when you do or think coming or else she will tell yes. you apart yes can you only meet being like the significant other yo you'd have to be fucking like i would be terrified i swear to god i would be i'm like i'm not a man i don't know if i'd be terrified i think i'd be worried about her savagely you would eventually be kind of like, this ain't the right, this something's wrong here. <laughs> it's like, you are she intense. Get your ass. Yeah, oh my God, yeah. I love it. Uh, thank you, awesome. Incoming. Okay. Thank you. Incoming is the best. So now mm -hmm. that was uh, Incoming Insight. One of my, one of my good friends. Mm -hmm. She's been a fan so for now, a long time, which I love her for that. Yeah, she is. She's very supportive. Followed us for a long um, time. So fucking supportive. Oh, we got another one from Letters, but we already read one from Letters. So let's read one. Actually, she's watching. So let's read it letters it's her birthday she can have fucking two 
Yeah, she gets two. It's her birthday. Okay, we got final clue. Final clue. You never said. You said. I'm going to start that again. Excuse me. I fucked up right away. <laughs> I'm going to try that again. I'm going to take a Same sip of drink and I'm going to try it again. Yeah, me too. Do fuck. Okay. Final clue. <laughs> you said I never wanted you. You said I never cared. Even though I loved you through my trauma and despair. I kept on giving all I could just to prove to you that I was in this forever and there's nothing much I wouldn't do. But then you slipped away. No smile, no arms to hold. Alone with my heart, your eyes becoming cold. I continued to devote, even though I needed you, but you wouldn't comfort me. As you watched me turn blue, inconsistent moods, on eggshells every day, never knowing who I'd see. Or how long it chose to stay. This pattern's repeating years after year. Yet you keep trying to convince me that you fear while I look at this hole that you punched through the door. The last time I stood up to your monster's angry roar, it's not me that makes you mad. It's not me that makes you sad. It's you. It is you. Ooh, I like that. And the ego you stroke. It is you that did this and I did not provoke. I only wanted to save you and give you all my love. Good Zeppelin song. If it, it was you that let go. It was me you disposed of. I understand now why you chose not to speak because your lies and the secrets you keep. But I'm searching through the pieces and found the final clue. Now I know you're never going to treat me the way a man is supposed to do. Oh, and um, I know I got that, some inside information ugh. on this. I understand okay. what letters is going through. Well, tell us something. <laughs> more, more power to you. No, she, I think she's. I think she's going through a little bit of an issue with the boyfriend. And... Yeah, you know. And here's the thing. It's like, um, thank God for like uh, our ability to be able to kind of like use this as a coping skill, right? Because I do the same thing. And it's like we're going through it, but like this is our escape through that is through writing mm -hmm. and kind of like just trying to figure it all out in our head. Because mm -hmm. if I was just trapped in my head with no ability to have a coping skill for writing or something, I'd be fucked. I'd be fucking legitimately yeah. fucking crazy. Yeah, and, and no, I um, find I find now I'm and this is it. While I was struggling, I was writing a ton. Now I'm not struggling, like financially, mentally, emotionally, nothing. No, I know when I'm you write, good. you're probably going through some shit. But when you're not, I writing, don't write. I don't, I don't even write. If I when I'm when I'm feeling well, Paulina, I entertain. That and you actually get annoyed of writing. Actually, you're kind of just like Ugh, I do. You know. Because it's a it real coping me. skill for you. Yes, yes. And it, it annoys me. you. To, it's just like, oh my God. Yeah. I hate writing. I hate yes. writing. Writing is therapy for me. I hate, and no, who, who likes therapy? No one likes going through dramatic change. No, I like writing you know? though. I like the challenge. And I like the idea of trying to like convey a, an emotion that hasn't been I think I think I before. hate writing, to like, be honest. I think I hate it. You do it for coping skills specifically. So like if you're going through yeah. something, I know you are because you're writing and you're writing a lot. A fucking a yes, lot. Yes, you know a what lot. I mean? Oh yeah, shit, so, shit done. So good for her to have that though, at least because with love, I find that it's the most confusing and there's so much depth to it. That you just are like, what in the fuck is going on? You know? Um, yeah. and so I related to that piece hundred percent. So letters, thank yeah. you for, for posting that because that's kind of what I'm on. I, I usually write about that. On her shit. birthday, it's... enjoying our show on her birthday. She's probably going to be asleep by 10. She'll be in bed snuggled in by 10 PM. She's a fucking Wait, pop star, you know? dude. I love her. Oh, I love letters. Um, so I'm going to read a poet. Uh, JLA, very supportive, just a cool ass fucking dude. He, she, it, they don't know, don't want to fucking get it wrong, but cool ass dude from what I, Where am I, I here? believe. Um, so it's like all black. Uh, it's called Puffs 
of smoke is the one I kind of just oh. went to um, right there. Yep. Okay. Okay. So here we go. Oh, it's a decently, decently sized. Okay. So, all right. This is Poet JLA. Um, very fucking supportive. Like at least oh, his yeah. IG he, came to he visit was, us uh... over here last week. Dope yeah, he was here like, last week. Yeah. Yes, and I appreciate that. Like, thank you for that support. That's huge. Um, so yeah, this is sure. called Puffs of Smoke, and here it goes. It's marked in the eye. Wait, it's marked in the eye of the sun. I felt in the breath of the moon. It's mirrored in the reflection of the stars, the wetness of lunacy bound, as the end of nicotine-fed pipe shows faithfulness to my ashy lips. Corns whisper to night consume ships. Upon a balcony groped by the fetid nighttime, I'm thrown by what the fuck are we talking about? I'm so sorry. I'm drunk I'm or like I'm, I'm okay. Uh, rewind. No, Here no, we go. It, it, I gotta like it's, he's it, I gotta it's, get his it's about tobacco. It's actually Puffs about I think I think it's actually about Puffs. pondering existential shit. While which is having, fun having a pipe, which is fun but i just was like yo am i tripping or okay here we go here we go i gotta you're get tripping. into the zone because i'll read and then not like comprehend so let me restart yeah i know sometimes it's hard to hard to hard to listen while you're reading like, it yes so it's marked in the eye of the sun i felt the breath of the moon it's mirrored in the reflection of the stars the wetness of lunacy bound as the end of a nicotine fed pipe Shows faithfulness to my ashy lips like foghorn's whispers to night-consumed ships. Upon a balcony groped by fetid nighttime, I'm throned by a blue heart. Surging fury red palpitations glancing at the stretch of its damnation. And the cracks by the fists of the inebriated, the cigarette scorches at the hands of fatherless spawns. Hmm. Tears of those loved by the sense of being loveless. For years longer than my breaths between each puff as the luniancy morphs into trips. Acknowledged in gradual sips, my drying eyes feast on every spill and my prayers for paradise near ill. It is all seen in the bullets nested in unprepared hearts and the young Olivers suffering their psyches twists in their dreams for more. In the seas of redness, taking the flower of virgin streets, endlessly sleeping from the necks of mankind, succumb to slaughtered sheep. Professing miseries in endless bleats and in the caviar fed and nightly champagne sippers. Professing godhood to the rest of us by the grip of their plump wallets staying true to iron fists and dreading filled palms. And puff, puff up go the rings of smoke to endure their seconds of marriage to the sky. And to divorce her by the erasure of being, like my beliefs in this in earth's scalding face, even with the blaze of sunrise in place outdone by the lower inferno burning all around as the heaven amidst this head, my pipe still mouth bound but within the swirling the dancing of the collective of ashes called living the lord still marvels at his stewards of creation he truly tells them he truly loves them he truly loves us but do i that was intense mm, it's you super cool it's super cool because like usually when people write, it's like a big topic they're trying to encompass. That was this was a very that was, just that, that one, was one complicated one direction, like one one train of thought. It was also like train of consciousness. Out for a smoke, smoking his pipe, smoking a pipe, and, and as he's all smoking shit? his pipe, he, he's having all of these intense thoughts as he's having a pipe. You know what? I do some of my best thinking when I'm out for a smoke. 
I wish I really that do. I could write like this. Like I cannot fucking write like the abstract. There's a lot of abstract to fucking. It's it's literally it's literally down to microseconds explaining microseconds of thought, which is super. Cool. It's which is interesting, especially if your mind does that. It fucking wanders like insanely. Like mm -hmm. it's so interesting when people do this kind of thing. And to write like, it. To write yes. it down okay, because because it happens so quickly. It happens so quickly. These thoughts happen so quickly. That was to actually capture to it. it. Very cool. Very cool. Professing miseries and endless bleats and the caviar fed. You're just like, whoa, dude. Like, this is fucking intense. And you know, These... if I smoked really fast, I probably could have smoked a whole cigarette during that poem, too. So it's like, it's honestly like something I would read while I'm up for a smoke. Legit. Like, I would have to read this like 10 times to be like, okay, let me break this down. But like, I can't write like that. I, I have to wait for like a, a crazy ass fucking like bullshit ass fucking trauma situation. I'll be like, I'm going to write about this, you know, whereas someone just smoking a cigarette, like, you know, yeah. um, good for Random you. Like, stream poet, of consciousness. Poet JLA is cool as fuck. Uh, very fucking. Um, yeah. New, new friend you. of mine too. Thank you for fucking um, just being here and like hashtagging that shit. Keep hashtagging your shit. Like, I wish I could write like that. I cannot. Yeah, for yeah. sure. That was awesome. Okay. Back to my website uncensoredliterature.com last one we read by from this site was letters we're gonna get back into poetry lcp join my forum it's actually you know what paulina i like the forum better than instagram and, and on the app like on the app have you downloaded the app yet by the way no because i it's kind of like i i just need to download it i guess i've i was about yeah, to and i had this whole thing up but easy. it got confused okay so it's easy the, the app the app is dope yeah the app is dope okay yeah. i think you're i would like, rather like do that than having to go to like this website it'd be easier for me to click on the app and check my shit rather than like, <laughs> yeah because the Google app Google. the app gives you a feed of the forum it gives you like a feed so you don't have to go around clicking you can just scroll oh i see okay yeah that's better the app gives you a feed like instagram everything that's posted in the forum oh okay, okay. On, i can do that right now app. as we speak actually because that's easier yeah it's called wix spaces and then all you have to do is put in the invite code S-Y-N-P-N-E and you're in. Got it. Okay, dope. Okay, I'm going to read one. I think I think this is a collaboration. Liquid Lizard. By, you know Demented Mind? My Demented Mind? You know him? It sounds familiar, but not like like familiarized as far as like, you know. How, yeah, he's, like been, our he's, been, he's been following me for quite some time. Cool. Um, Conquest by Dividing is what it's called by Liquid Lizard, who we had on the podcast last week. Conquest by Dividing, a collaboration featuring my demented mind, who was also mindfuck poet, I believe. I think like a long time ago, actually like further than a, than last week, because we had uh, we had J Mac. Oh, on two weeks ago. Yeah, week. yeah, yeah, yeah. Two yeah. weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Three weeks ago. Sometime. Sometime in the past, we had him on recently. So it goes like this: Why hang yourselves from celibate ropes? Hoping for something instead of nothing. You should just start smoking. Blokes toking with backs against the ropes. Stuck in backyard wackiness. Trapped in what looks like Kansas but feels like Iraq. Hustling muscles. Busy talking smack. Sexual harassment. Panda randomly selecting. Strange, stranger than strained eyes. Stains across butterflies protected. Modern terms called natural correction. Cattle pie charts of conglomerates access. Who wants the cow when the milk is free? Mm. There's nothing left over but disease. The pleasers ease in like a snake. Conquests by dividing. Why do sheep put up with fakes? In the school of hard knocks, I, I believe this is one, it's one of them. It's, I think it's switched there. I believe it's switched writers there. In the school of hard knocks, experience is the professor, and humbled regret often becomes its successor. We take a stand against oppression, under command from the oppressor, appalled by such transgressions, but still elect the transgressor. 
look toward the Federal Reserve as the political intercessor, the guys who print the money, right? If you're entirely Republican, I love this. I, I read this before. Listen to this, Paulina. If you are entirely Republican, then you are an idiot. If you are entirely Democratic, you too are an idiot. idiot. 100%. If you are trusting politicians, you got something else coming. Since the days of Columbine, (laughs) we were turned into fools. Focus on gun laws. We pull our own wool. And nobody stopped to ask, how do the kids get blueprints of the school? True. The branded standards of capitalist ideology, abandoning reality, a stranded society of remedial clientels, unable to think for ourselves, consumers of anything the media sells, life is a conundrum of esoterica. We fell asleep on an American dream and awoke in Night America. Night America, I like that. I kind of like this whole concept of this. Conquest by dividing. Conquest by dividing. Well, that's Like, you didn't just take the conquest by, like... And that's just the like, fucking truth. The, 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 the right purposefully disagrees with the left, no matter what yes. they say. And oh, yeah. the left purposefully agrees, disagrees with the right. And they just, whatever the, the other one thinks, they purposefully do the opposite. They, they are not looking for common ground. They're looking for negative ground. They're looking and for And they're looking disturbing. for a conquest to divide. To like, take it's over, like they win. They're looking to, take over. They're looking they to control, control and dominate. Yeah. And it's I terrible. would say that they're doing a fucking hell of a job because we're fucking Oh, they divided. sure fucking are. They're winning. They're definitely yeah, winning. Yeah, 100%. You know, 100%. Um, so that's the fucking sad part. Um, uh, okay, we got time cool- for. For one, for yeah, like, one so, more, maybe. Yes, five. Yes, I was gonna say that just because uh, my meeting thing. So let me go ahead and go to back to Instagram. I'm gonna do psychology pros. Um, I don't remember doing them, but shout out to them. Um, psychology what does it look like? pros. It's the blue one with the drop thing. Go up, go up, right there. Boom. Yes. Okay. So there is no fucking, I don't Psychology see pros. A, I am not following them, so I'm going to follow them. Very supportive, cool fuck as well this is weekly photo prompt it says from alt poetry prompts which they have some cool ass fucking uh picture prompts which i kind of like those prompts better like i think you would too because there's no fucking words that are given to you it's just a picture based upon your yeah, didn't whatever you, uh, didn't you post some of those on my site with prompts prompt pictures yes it was like the bird hanging upside down and shit it was kind of interesting I, I liked it um because i'm getting better with my videography shit so it's kind of fun to do but but uh so okay. this is this there's no title so here it goes this is psychology pros from Instagram hashtag live chat podcast. If anybody's listening, please hashtag your poetry pieces to live chat podcast, and we will eventually read them on this podcast. So here it goes. Yep. My flame within me will never burn out. Try extinguishing my. Start candle. again. Start again. Yeah, I was oh, like, sorry, Why? sorry, I can't sorry. See no, shit. I, I, I got, I got messed up. Try I'm again. Like, sorry. I, 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 okay. I wasn't reading. I can't properly. even see it. To be honest, I was like, I'll look at the little <laughs> writing stuff, is, bro. Stuff. I know. Okay, here we go. Stop. My flame within me will never burn out. Try mm. extinguishing my candle. You cannot quench my spark. Mm. Fury blaze soothed with mist of thirst to fulfill my feelings inside. My pen filled with dreams and fantasies. Transparency words of my existence in letters radiating the fervor in my pages. Mm. Someday the visible glimmer. Enhancing transluency to strengthen my beliefs. Calming inferno of the burning candle enclosed in within my soul whenever I, whenever i hear whenever i hear the word fervor i get like super nostalgic because my, my good friend from the united kingdom is named shan 51 he's like a big ripper and a big cannabis fan and super influential in the cannabis community and uh he once said to me that he said i like the fervor with which you get down he liked my passion you know and so fer- it's complete fervor- passion 
Yeah, like fervor is like like the the way you do things, the exuberantly celebrating what you're doing, doing it for which, such a good cause. Which I should have read this way. more aggressively because it, because in like if I'm looking at it really like the whole point of it was just like my flame within me will never burn out, bitch. Like you cannot never. fuck with my shit. No, like fuck. like try extinguishing my candle. You cannot quench my yeah, spark. Like water. my spark. The, the flame is water. It's not going it, out. And it's literally like you can't because this person is like what they what they love and what they're passionate about. You can't fuck with that unless you can match that, mm -hmm. which most can't for whatever it is right. they're talking about. It's like you cannot quench my spark. Like it's no. kind of that was an interesting way to put it. It will never Fury burn out. Fury blaze soothes with mist of thirst to fulfill my feelings inside. So like they have this like insane fucking understanding of themselves and what they're trying to understand about themselves. Like you can't yeah. fuck with that. Just don't you do can't. it. Um, is that so? Which that. what a cool way people are so interesting, dude. I just want to get inside their heads and be like, what the fuck are you thinking right now? Because I know because they have such a me. I'm just like, don't fuck with me, bitch. You know some ghetto ass shit. Like where these people are just like, well, I'll, cl I'll clip strike. these up and we'll uh, maybe we can start a conversation. I'll clip them up and post them on Instagram and on my website. And I love it. Uh, people can start a conversation. Tell us what you're yeah, thinking so, when you wrote that. So shout out Psychology Pros. Thank you so much for for supporting mm -hmm. and just like hashtagging your shit. Everybody else do that. Um, this was phenomenal as always. Like I'm never surprised when it's fucking a bomb ass podcast. Like everyone is my favorite one. After I get done, I'm like, mm -hmm. that was the shit, Matt, you know. You know what? Matt Matt B has been here since the start. We should read one more from Matt B and then end this. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Do it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna read one from so, Matt, Matt B. B. Shout out to you for always supporting. Always. Yeah, super, super like unwavering support. There we go. Okie dokie. Let's get back into poetry for LCP. I love this website, Paulina. So do Something I, and I'm fantastic. proud of you for doing it. I'm getting, yeah, I'm like great. totally, definitely getting used to it now. Like once I get the app, which oh, I'm Matt just B, downloading. Matt B, I don't see your, uh, I don't see your poetry in the uh, poetry for LCP um, category. Post it, post it then. <laughs> post it there. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't it. see it in here. He's Scooby, Shooby Dooby, Liquid Lizard, Letters, Renaria B, and Unique One. I posted in it. Post that and to you L. But that's okay. We'll 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 do we'll definitely do it next week. I gotta pee. I gotta go to the park. My son's wanting to go to the park. Um, Have fun. It's in the literature. Okay. Okay. Well, he he wants to, he wants us to read it. He's still here. Uh, okay. So it's in okay. literature. So so heads up, Matt B for the um for the future. I'm only reading ones out of the category poetry for LCP. Just because it's easier to get find, to. I'll try and find your yeah. It's easier Yay. to get to that way. Um, literature, literature. Oh, literature, literature. perfect. Boom. Um, Boom. Matt B. Matt B. Anxiety will let up. Perfect. I'm excited. This is cool too because he, he actually posted the. We'll listen to it. We'll listen to it too. So much stress. It's called Anxiety Will Let Up. So much stress. It's almost overwhelming at times. But if I keep my head up, anxiety is bound to let up. It no doubt will subside. We need to seek the faith and always remember that through hard times, our lives will get better. And even though we're stressing on a daily, we got to keep in mind that perception is the main thing that makes these days seem so damn crazy. Perception is key. A psychiatrist yes. once told me that. A psychiatrist yes. once told me, he said, your problem is with your perception. Perception mm. is everything. We got to mm. keep in mind that perception is the main thing that makes these days seem so damn crazy. And if we don't want it, we don't have to keep on talking, taking, that I can promise and feel free to believe anything that I say because God created me honest. Y'all don't have to worry about that one bit because I'm going to tell the truth. I'm a seldom spit. It's as simple as that. 
opinion overshadowed by fact is what you get when you're hearing me rap on this track. So when you're feeling down and it's like life just getting too damn much, simply sit back and vibe to this or maybe you will find in my words you can trust and I mean that. But really though, I don't even see the point in dwelling on this hell, laying down when the voice in my head's yelling, don't you dare drop. You got trust in what God has planned for you, and plus you can't ignore the significance of just how difficult it is existing. If you thought this is for nothing, then there's something that you're missing. My guess is that your vision is blurred. You can't decipher what price you pay is not that absurd, but there's a reason behind the high cost. Learn it, then you'll know it's not worth it. It was worth it. After all, there's purpose lurking everywhere in any tribulation that we face. To see it takes belief. He who makes no mistakes, so open up your mind and your heart and let the slight, the light shine bright through the dark and finally begin to unveil the reality of what that is when the fail mentality will depart. Oh, I love this. Oh, look, look at on the bright side. Let's listen to Oh, it. and then there's a beat to it. How fucking dope. Yeah, he, re he cool. recorded it. What a cool fucking dope. Can you hear that? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Does it sound, does it sound good? Like it sounds legit? <laughs> yeah. So audio from my website works. Fuck yeah, Sick. Dude, look at you, Pop Tarts. Yo. <laughs> do, do, do. Oh, today I didn't do fucking big dude. You thought it was nothing, then there's something. So much stress, it's almost overwhelming. Bone thugs. Fuck yeah. Anxiety is running it up, and no doubt will suicide. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. So much stress, it's almost overwhelming at times. But if I keep my head up, anxiety is bound to let up, oh, yeah. and no doubt will suicide. We need to seek the faith and always remember that through hard times, yeah, our lives will get better. And even though we're stressing on a daily, we gotta keep in mind that perception is the main thing that makes these things so damn crazy. Oh, yeah. And if we don't want it, we don't have to keep on taking. Then I can promise and feel free to believe anything that I say, cause God created me honest. Y'all don't have to worry about that one bit, cause I'ma tell the truth or I'ma seldom spit. It's simple as that. Opinion overshadow my fact is what you get when you hear me rap That's on the right. track. So when you're feeling down and it's like, like, is just getting too damn much simply sit back and vibe to this and maybe you will find in my words you can trust and i mean so much stress it's almost overwhelming at times but if i keep my head up anxiety is bound to let up and no doubt will suicide so much stress it's almost overwhelming at times but if i keep my head up anxiety is bound to let up and no doubt will suicide but really though, I don't even see the point in dwelling on this hell, laying down when the voice in my head's yelling, don't you that drop, you got to trust in what God has planned for you, and plus you can't ignore the significance of just how difficult it is existing, if you thought it was for nothing, then there's something that you're missing, my guess is that your vision is blurred, you can't decipher why the price you pay is not that absurd, but there's a reason behind the high cost, learn it, then you'll know it was worth it after all, there's purpose lurking everywhere in every tribulation that we face, to see it takes belief in he who makes no mistakes, so open up your mind and your heart, and let the light shine bright through the dark And finally begin to unveil the reality For that is when the fail mentality will depart So much stress, it's almost overwhelming at times But if I keep my head up, anxiety is bound to let up Like what do you use to record that? Because it sounds good So much stress, it's almost overwhelming at times But if I keep my head up, anxiety is bound to let up And no doubt will suicide Good job Fuck yeah. You know, like a little mental health awareness in there, too. You got to like that. 100%. 100%. For us, stuff we yeah. deal with. Yeah. Very cool. Good job, Matt. Says to, uh, yeah, Matt B., that was awesome, man. Shout I'm curious to you. as Thank to, like, so 
what what program did you use to record that? Like, what's going on there? Who knows? Yeah, like tell us this fucking programming. This fucking sounds amazing. Like that was acid. Dope. Acid. He says acid music studio, and a third I've heard door of mic. Acid, it's, yeah. it's crazy. It's crazy. Like when I was in, let's say, high school. Uh huh. Mics were so expensive, and they were fundamental. Now it's oh, yeah. like you can get you can get whatever the fuck mic you want, and yes, it doesn't even matter. It, it all works fine. It all works yes. fine. Yes. It's crazy. That cool. was fucking phenomenal. Thank you so much, Matt, for for posting yeah, that. That was great. The beat cool. and the, and and the cool whole recording. Cool to read it first and then hear it on the beat. And it, even and yes, I try, you know, because that's the that's probably the third time I've watched that, and oh, that's probably dope. The, probably the third time I've read it too. So uh, very cool. That was ten years ago. That was ten years ago from uh, from Matt B. Shout out to Matt B. Uh, that was Matt. that was the podcast. We're done. Uh, make sure to go to, to go listen to this on Instagram, spot or I mean uh, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify. Uh, yes. Look for my new my new show, Reaction Radio Podcast. My reaction show is now live on on Spotify as well. Yes. And uh, thank Hashtag you very much. We'll see you in the next one. If you guys write, yes. And, yeah, and go to my website please. and uh, post on the poetry for LCP. Cheers. Peace. All right. Bye.